0: Now, I saw no, 0.0 USFL, not because I'm opposed to it. I, I think it's fine. I actually feel badly uh, for uh, football players. I have seen this many times, uh, like firsthand, where a guy comes in, uh, a reputable NFL player, uh, he maybe he's been out of the league for like half a season. But he still wants to play. Nobody will sign him. Comes in with a little duffel bag. Gets like 15 minutes to run around in shorts in front of a coaching staff that is losing anyway. So uh, who, who knows what their opinion is worth. And, and then they tell the guy, hey, yeah, thanks very much for coming. Here's a plane ticket home. Uh, you know, we'll see you next time. And, and so it, it's very borderline. Guys that make it in the NFL and guys that don't. And as a professor was pointing out on Friday, and, he, and he's probably right about this. He, he was talking about uh, every offensive lineman that has pro capabilities is, is there, already in the nfl is there, is there. otherwise you're just taking fat guys out of a wawa you know and saying hey uh, joe put that sandwich <laughs> down i got a contract <laughs> for you i'm gonna give you two dimes to play for the usfl <laughs> team today
1: the time wake up with defo joined by luby welcome to the defo show
0: On a beautiful Thursday, as we originate from South Florida, Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz, the Defo Show here on Ion Channel and assorted other platforms. Uh, glad to have you with us uh, for this Cinco de Mayo special. Yes, sir. <laughs> Jane Jarvis kind of made that song very popular. I know uh, people think that yeah, it's a Mexican original, mind. and uh, you know you would associate that with uh, you know as soon as you cross the border into Tijuana, you start dancing to a uh, little Chapinacos. I, I probably got in trouble, uh, you know, for even uh, <laughs> making that say. sound effect. I think of baseball. <laughs> though. Yeah. Jane Jarvis. Uh, was the organist for the uh, New York yeah, Mets. Uh, think- and uh, this was, uh, it could be a true false uh, trivia question. And we'll have the highly Park trivia challenge, but it's coming later in the program. So uh, Lenny, Ron, and all the people, Andy, that uh, traditionally call in, we've had some new players uh, get involved here. as uh, so we've been playing three, four guys uh, every week. And, uh, uh Dave Gergles gurgly uh, was uh, tied up with something. I, I don't want to say that, but, uh, you know, because it is early in the morning, he could have been tied up by his girlfriend. He's uh, He's actually busy. Let, let's put it that way. And uh, Gergles is going to join us uh, at 8.30. So we'll go. Is that uh, confirmed now? As I believe I'll have to send you uh, the uh, place that he wants the link sent to. I'm not sure if he's oh, operating from a different location it's today. Context. But uh, Gergles is going to be with us about 8.30. So we'll do about a half hour of trivia challenge activity. And uh, we will do that from about 8.30 until 9 o'clock today. Tomorrow going to be a blockbuster with the Degenerate Friday contingent, including the professor and the big board. I, I don't know what he's going to do this week.
2: Cause I have no idea.
0: I, how many of these things can he <laughs> come up with? Thing. I mean, you know, if you're doing one a week, that's 52 a year. Yeah, that's a lot. That's 104 every <laughs> two years. Well, he got a
2: reprieve last week, so that's what it was. So maybe once in a while he'll get like a week off or something. I don't know. I always tell him, like, you don't have to do it. and He's like, Yeah. if you don't want me, I won't be doing it. I'm like, no, we love you doing it. It just seems like a lot. He's like, no, I lo- I'm good. And I'm like, Okay.
0: <laughs> you know, it's good. It's a video variation on a theme where he used to go 10 deep with the yes. Professor Power Rankings. Remember yes. that?
2: Yep,
3: I do.
0: Uh, when he was doing it uh, strictly as an audio entity, and uh, we do feature that uh, on our various uh, audio channels. Have we straightened that out? Did we hear from anybody? Uh, uh, Ion channel. I are know, they still carrying time. us on Ion channel? I, I don't even know.
2: I think we're on. they have been in think touch think with I those people for audio. a while. The audio stream, I think, is down. Uh, so those yeah. who try to do the audio, I'm working on my own thing. So by next week, we'll have an audio stream back. Um, but we are here on video.
0: So hi. Good morning to oh, you. Okay, very good. All right. Well, it's good to know because uh, we have a very uh, big and loyal following and a story that we have to get to in just a sec. Uh, but uh, Jane Jarvis, uh, this would be the question. Did, did she play the Thomas or the Hammond organ when she was the organist for the Mets? And uh, she was one of the first to really expand on the stadium organist becoming a big feature. At a ball game, I guess, you know, and obviously it was big with the Cubs, right? Where they had uh Harry Carey for years singing, take me yep. out to the ball game. Yep, yep. Uh, and, and you know, various other people. Although, Carey, uh, what, did he uh work for the Cardinals before the Cubs? Oh, God. I want to say uh, Cardinals first, then Cubs, White Sox for a while. No, the great Harry Carey, but uh, tremendous tradition. And this was a seventh inning stretch tradition. And you knew it was coming. Middle of the seventh, that home, Shea Stadium, where I was uh, for many, many of these occasions. And she would break into uh, right? bop, 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 right? Bop, 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 bop. Yep. But it's Cinco de Mayo, which is always a very special uh, day for me. Your time of the year. I mean, there couldn't be a better weekend coming up. Uh, you have the Kentucky Derby. We're going to have Kate and Bradar on the Degenerate Friday Show. She was with us on Mike Mayo's Lunchbox yesterday, and had some interesting. A horse whisperer is a good person to have as your handicapper, your in-house yes, handicapper, is it not? Yep, yep. Talks directly to the horses. Hey, Secretariat, how you feeling today? And Secretary actually answers back. Uh, I'm good, Kate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I think I could do the first uh, quarter of a mile and 23 and change. That's going to dust the rest of the field. Uh, you know that, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Competition is going to be gas by the time we get to the half mile. And that's when I'm going to open it up. OK, thanks. And then Kate will come on a show and say, well, here's what Secretariat's going to do. And she got it straight from the horse's mouth, literally. So uh, we'll have that for you tomorrow. I'm very excited about it because uh, it's going to be a great uh, couple of days here. I, I say three straight days of a sporting bloodbath for me. Uh, we have the watch party tonight, which uh, you say, uh, well, you're busy with something I, else, right? Trivia? Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, speaking of the highly apart Trivia Challenge. Jen, now, where are you going to be tonight? Is that your Landlubbers night? Lubs.
2: We're at Landlubbers tonight. We usually start at 6.30. So come check us out. I'm sure we'll be doing our own little Panthers watch party as I'll be stressing out <laughs> the Panthers going down 0-2. Now, that's a
0: good place. I mean, you're near the arena there <laughs> at great. Landlubbers. I would imagine a lot of the people that are going to the game are, uh, are going to stop, stop there. Yep. at yep, Landlubbers yep, yep. before and after the game. Yeah. So uh, after the game, the flowers might be in a punch tonight. Oh, God. And it will not be a pleasant experience for me to sit next <laughs> to yeah, the insufferable you, now, Mike Mayo. See, I, you know, and I know that Mayo, he, he's so weird. Uh, he He's a little strange. You know, on the he surface, is. he would seem like a, just a simple, normal, you know, obviously a very intelligent individual. He went to Tufts and he was in the London School of Finance or whatever that is, business. I mean, this guy's obviously, uh, you know, a very sharp individual. He was able to write very eloquently about sports, which that that doesn't take so much. I was able to do that. But, uh, you know, also a food critic. That That's a completely different language, Luby, when you're uh, writing articles uh, on the food scene as compared to the sports scene. Because the sports scene, uh, everybody knows the terminology pretty much, and they know what you're talking about. And, and uh, the language itself is fairly simple. I mean, you don't have to use a lot of sophisticated big words uh, to be a sports writer. I guess if you throw a couple in there, it might make you look uh, a little bit more intelligent than, than so many other slugs that are writing for the uh, local fish rat. But, uh, uh And, you know, the, the food thing is a totally different language. I mean, it's not even comparable. So uh, you have to go in a whole different mode, right? It was a little uh, humid outside when we arrived for our 7 o'clock reservations. And, I mean, you know, you got to go into all of this uh, storytelling and then talk about uh, some foo-foo food as if, uh, you know, it made a difference. I mean, do do you care, you know, about all of the individual ingredients that are in a dish? You just want to know if it's good or not, right? I don't know. Do you have to break it down like you were uh, dissecting uh, the uh, draft uh, in the third round and, uh, you know, deciding who had the best grade? I'm not sure. But, uh, obviously, a a very intelligent guy, and and he's resorted to just, uh, I mean, really bathroom humor at this point. Uh, You know, you're talking about some of the most sophomoric stuff, including I heard that he was trying to arrange with Patrick Utter, who uh, declined to do this. And I think in the interest of good taste, obviously, Patrick Utter is uh, well more advanced in hospitality uh, than even Mayo is having covered the scene. But uh, he was suggesting that they hang dead rats from the ceiling as we go for the watch party tonight at Shenanigans. Can you imagine it? Walk in there, and uh, there's just a bunch of dead rats hanging from the ceiling. Now, first of all, uh, it's likely to uh, spark a visit from that guy, Jeff Weinseer that does all the restaurant inspections. Yep, yep, yep. Right? He sees a (laughs) roach crawling in the street, and the next thing you know, hey, what what are you doing about these violations? Right? (laughs) He's like the Mike Wallace of food. He's the last guy that you want to see showing up, a local reporter here in South Florida. And he does all these uh, restaurant investigations to see who's got more cockroaches and uh, you know who, who's got more violations. But uh, no, no, that would be an ugly scene. So uh, fortunately, Mayo's idea of hanging dead rats from the ceiling at shenanigans tonight was rejected. But that doesn't mean that it won't be a very inviting place to be uh, tonight as uh, we watch... Well, I mean, it's going to be a nervous time, uh, I think, Louie. They they go down 0-2 at home, and the Caps, you know, a uh, pretty savvy team. I mean, this is no slouch team. It, it isn't like the traditional one-versus-eight matchup nope. because of the cockamamie scheme that Gary Bettman and his people came up with to conduct the postseason in the National Hockey League. And, and I don't think anybody really understands it. Does anybody know what the hell is going on there? Uh, Like, why are the Panthers, as the number one seed and the President's Cup winner uh, and the best team in hockey, playing a team that isn't half bad? They should be playing the worst schlep team out of the East. And yet uh, they're in there against uh, a very formidable opponent in the uh, Capitals, and uh, it behooves them tonight to even that series at one apiece. Very lackluster game. You were right about that, Luby. You know what? You pinpointed something as a hockey expert yesterday on the show that uh, was overlooked by a lot of people, and that is – this is a team that was firing like 50 shots on goal each period, that was annoying. and they're getting outshot by like a dozen by, by the Washington Capitals, who, who weren't playing that aggressive of a game. Uh, they were sort of like uh, playing within themselves, as a saying goes, and it wasn't like that they were going oh, crazy and just firing arbitrary shots at Bobrovsky, and yet they had outshot the Panthers uh, through, I guess they did it through the entire game, but... Uh, Through a couple of periods, even though the Panthers were leading, they were being outshot like almost two to one. So that's very uncharacteristic. This was an aggressive team. We'll see if they get back to that tonight. And uh, without a victory tonight, I I think uh, it's time to start. Time to start looking at the menu and saving some money (laughs) for the runway (laughs) eighty (laughs) four. The towel isn't completely in. The flowers aren't automatically, uh, you know, uh, wilting in the punch. But uh, it's not going to be pleasant. If you lose the first two in a home ice, where you were dynamite all season long. Now, they were also a very good road team. And we have seen it. And I mentioned this before. And I want to say this is accurate, Luby. This is uh, strictly from a very dementia-oriented recollection. But when the Capitals won their Stanley Cup under Bruce Boudreaux a few years ago, I believe they lost the first two at home, and I want to say it was to the Boston Bruins. And then they came back and won that series and went on to win the Stanley Cup. But that was the opening round series. They were down 0-2 at home, and a lot of people were dumping on them saying, Oh, look at that. See, they were the best team in hockey, but they're a bunch of choking dogs. (laughs) And as soon as that was written, I I know if I had been inclined to at the time uh, make this kind of wager, I I would have jumped on the uh, in-series wagering. And uh, emptied out on the Washington Capitals, who did come back, distinguish themselves, won the series, and then went on and won and all. Now, I, I don't know if the Panthers are capable of winning it all. Uh, we shall see, but uh, I, I believe they they have to uh, probably win this game tonight. Now, would you say this yes. is under the heading of must win, pivotal game two?
2: Yes. And, and look, an Andy Mann just po- posted it on the chat on the stream, the video stream, but like. This team is is different. Like This is an organization that goes to the playoffs every year. This is an organization that has a backing. This is the opposite. They don't go to the playoffs ever. Whenever they've gone outside of one year, they lose in the first round. There is this sentiment around town. That's why people still around town don't care about them, is they're going to lose. So if somehow they get down 0-2, the weight of all that, they can say they're different, it's a new team, this and that. All that will carry if they get down 0-2. 0-1 one thing, fine, and I'm the only one that's really freaking out. 0-2 is a whole different story, man. Like, you got you get down 0-2, you go back to Washington. That's a tough hill to climb, especially with a team that did win the Cup four years ago.
0: Well, and you now have to win four out of five yeah, exactly against a team that just beat you twice in a row on your home ice. So it uh, makes it very, very prohibitive. I mean, all of a sudden you have zero margin for error. My, my anticipation is this, that the... Panthers will win tonight, and they'll come back from Washington, deadlocked at 2-2, regain uh, home uh, ice advantage, and it'll be a best-of-three series, and I'm going to say Cats in six. Yeah, that's what I feel. But sure. we will have to see an indication tonight that the team uh, that's going to be in the postseason was the team that we saw all season long, which uh, was not uh, characteristic that performance that they had uh, on uh, Monday night uh, it was or uh, Tuesday night was not characteristic of – of the way the team played all year, uh, they were dynamite when they were ahead, thirty and o, yep. when leading going into the third period, and I believe that was uh, what all season and going back to even last season, thirty and o when leading going into the third period, and then when they weren't leading going into the third period, they they almost the dynamite comeback, cardiac kids team that that we may have seen in any sport as they would overcome three, four goal deficits in the third period, come back and win games in overtime and uh, even in regulation, and they were just piling up. Goals, uh, you know, late in contests that they were trailing in, and often running away from the opposition in the third period. So they did none of that, and uh, we'll see if they can uh, turn that around tonight. But uh, that's my anticipation. The watch party Mm -hmm. is uh, at Shenanigans. uh, That's in Dania, and it's on Federal Highway, a little bit south of the airport. If you're in town, and if you just want to join us, if you're watching from somewhere else in the world, fly into South Florida. Come to the watch party, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. it will be a very smug... Mike Mayo, uh, the gambling gourmet, <laughs> who's going to be with us tomorrow on the show. And wow, I mean, if they're down o two and we have to put up with Mayo tomorrow, I know I'm that not, is no. not going to be pleasant. It's <laughs> not going to be pleasant at all. All right, now this is interesting. Speaking of Mike Mayo, the gambling gourmet and uh, restaurant experiences. So, um, I-, I love these stories uh, of Luby recognition because <laughs> so uh, you know true. Luby's been working with me. Uh, it's twelve, 12 years, years now. Man, a month is coming years. up in July. We'll complete twelve years together. Now, eleven and change of those we're at a local radio station in South Florida well actually and then we ended up on a couple of radio stations and of course everything is syndicated around the world now yep I am. it's uh, you know sort of uh, a given with all the different technology uh, you know you can catch us here on Ion Channel all around the world any of our stuff our believe podcast the five reasons all around the world whatever you do it's all over the place you're no longer limited to whatever the strength of the signal is on the outlet that you're performing on, uh, where I can't hear you in the next (laughs) county. (laughs) I'm getting nothing but static. (laughs) I mean, the station that we were on was a 50,000-watt blowtorch, uh, our main outlet uh, for the uh, 11 (laughs) previous years, and and yet it had a horrible nighttime signal, Yes, which uh, was weird because, you know, this was FCC regulations where stations have to power down because they didn't want all that interference. Uh, there There was a wonderful era of radio that you kind of missed where where stuff would just bleed in from out of state when you got into the nighttime hours. This had to do with, like, uh, interference from uh, Cuba and Mexico and all of this other stuff. Uh, But they uh, had stations limit their power, and it became more directional, the signal. And the uh, radio station that we were on, under the cover of darkness, what was not particularly widespread in terms of the radius uh, of the uh, coverage area, and so uh, we hated it when we went to Daylight Savings, remember? Yep. Because uh, half the show would get obliterated in <laughs> most, most of the local area. And that's why we were happy when they pulled out that uh, small syndication deal with the station of Palm Beach and yep. kind of straightened that problem out a little bit. Although it wasn't exactly the most well-promoted move that uh, uh, no. iHeart Media had made, was it? I mean, did you see any billboards <laughs> of you and me? Nothing. No. Right? Did they even, I don't even think they had a promo uh, on the other station no. that, that mentioned our names. And yeah, they had yeah. no other programming on there, which uh, essentially they had no Absolutely. other programming of any great significance, although our buddy the Greek was on uh, briefly in the afternoons, and that kind of helped things along because at least you had a couple of local shows. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, uh, idea of broadcasting all around the world uh, sort of has expanded to where uh, anybody that's on the air anywhere, including Mike Mayo's Lunchbox on a very limited signal radio station here in South Florida. We do that from 12 to uh, 1 every day. Had Kate and Breda on a show yesterday, by the way. And, uh, wow, that's going to be very, very interesting to see what she's picked up in uh, the last couple of days uh, when we have her on tomorrow. She says this Japanese horse is working like a freak. I think it's the uh, 12-ball the uh, horse that uh, was racing, campaigning in Japan, trained by Japanese interests and owned by, you know, it's not uncommon to see uh, Japanese money in uh, thoroughbred racing or any sport for that matter. But, uh She says the horse is working like a freak. I don't know what that means, uh, Luby, in terms of uh, your ability to cash a ticket on that, but uh, Kate and what we'll have uh, all all of this uh, for us uh, coming up tomorrow. But uh, interesting talking to her yesterday on the uh, Mike Mayo lunchbox. And she even got involved in in this debate with Mayo about the uh, panther bed and uh, what's going to happen there. She's still behind the cats. Mike's uh, hedging now and saying that, oh, well, uh, I'm rooting for the Panthers, but of course – You know, you you bet with your head, not your heart. What a bunch of bullshit that is, huh? Now, (laughs) you're in a restaurant last night, though, speaking of restaurants. And and, uh, what was your review? This is an iconic place known throughout the world. I mean, uh, every city, does every city have a signature restaurant? Oh, yeah. Where, you know, you say, okay, Chicago. And uh, what is it? Is it Gibson's there or something like that? I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, New York uh, would be what? uh, Peter Luger's people mention a lot. Peter Luger's Steakhouse. I mean, New York has a Los Angeles. You think Spago, right, is the first one that pops in your head, even though I've never been there. Um, But, uh, yeah, South Florida, Joe's Stone Crabs would probably be it would have to be the most iconic restaurant uh, that's uh, anywhere in the state of Florida. Or, or even in well, the southeast.
2: I mean, Bur- the Burns Burns has a really good national. That's in Tampa, reputation. yeah,
0: but it doesn't compare to Joe's in I, terms of uh, I don't familiarity.
2: Know. I'll give that to you. You know more than I do. I, I don't know. I know Joe's has uh, just some a different level of renown, I, but people are sort of weird. I, I was
0: more something. inclined in Tampa, and I spent a lot of time there doing sports coverage uh, over my lifetime. Uh, Tampa, Florida, which is. It's not exactly around the corner. It's like a four-hour pop by a car and uh, maybe uh, 40 minutes by plane, whatever. But, uh, yeah, Burns Steakhouse is number one. But uh, it, it was Mons Venus
3: <laughs>
0: at, uh, the lunch buffet at uh, probably the biggest, most well-known strip club in the uh, state. <laughs> I, I could give you a review of that. I, I never ate at Burns Steakhouse, believe it or not. Uh, the zillion times that it was in Tampa, Florida. Never uh, was compelled to go to a Burn Steakhouse. But uh, Joe's crabs I've been to. I mean, when I first moved here, uh, my first wife, uh, we were, uh, you know, just getting together. And uh, we went to Joe's a couple of times and been to uh, any number of occasions that were held there in terms of uh, press conferences and things of that nature, including uh, the last one I remember was when Ralph Sanchez had the Grand Prix of Miami. Which uh, is now back. This is a big event yeah, it's taking like place here. I, I didn't realize, and I, I can't believe uh, the steam on this because I'm I'm not inclined to have any interest in it whatsoever. Zero. Not a big car racing guy. Zero. But uh, I mean, I gonna mean, imagine our good friend IndyCar Rubin. I don't know if he's picked up the new show here uh, since we left the radio uh, airwaves, but uh, <laughs> it's been six months. IndyCar. No, I think he did. He called in, didn't he? We not one it. time. I think we've had, had Indy-
2: Indy- Indy- IndyCar. Yeah. I think IndyCar found us. NASCAR and IndyCar. I think have both found us.
0: I, I mean, this is kind of like polo on wheels, isn't it? In terms of the type of people that are interested in this. But but the interest is massive. Yes. And uh, supposedly is going to generate more uh, input into the community here in terms of uh, visitors and financial uh, windfall uh, than uh, even a Super Bowl being held here. Can you imagine that? I, I See, I find that almost impossible to conceive of.
2: Well, it's weird because I've noticed the last like six months, a lot of buddies of mine and people of my age, and a little younger posting about F one, and I'm like, "Who gives a shit about F one?" I'm like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "What did I miss?" Yeah. Is it the new MMA. man,
0: what are we talking about? I
2: don't know. I'm like, I'll see little things on Twitter, this and that, and I'm like, "Okay, am I that old?" Like, I don't, I don't, I haven't ever watched F one. Even NASCAR, I at least knew the drivers. Like, I can, I know there's the one guy that wins a lot with Hamilton or whatever. The one guy that's yeah, uh, that's the British guy, Florida yeah, guy. Yeah,
0: no, he's an interesting cat, man.
2: But it's like I'm like, and I know we're supposed to know about sports, and I get it. And Jim's gonna give me a lot of crap, Sarny. You know, you should talk about the hockey in the northwest too. I get it, Jim. But like, I I just I don't care about F one at all. I don't. I don't even know. It's like Australian rules football to me. Like, I. But it's massively popular now. It's freaking weird. It's gotten super popular.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna generate. Uh, I think. Uh... Are they saying a the crowd's going to be like, is it 80,000 that this oh, uh, thing is going to uh, be able to come in? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I don't want to get the numbers uh, all uh, askew here. But um, the input uh, and the, the impact on South Florida economically is uh, going to be supposedly eclipsing anything that any of the Super Bowls that have been held here. Have we had 11 Super Bowls in South Florida over the years? I mean, uh, in its origins, it was part of a regular like three-site circuit, and then it became more complicated as uh, the NFL realized, hey, we can hold these guys uh, hostage and make them build new stadiums for teams that don't even exist, and we'll offer them a Super Bowl. In the first couple of years after the stadium is built, Uh, hence, uh, you know, the fact that you will see one in Las Vegas, the idea that they actually had a Super Bowl in Minnesota, (laughs) which which was a mistake. uh, The one in New York uh, was obviously a uh, capitulation to uh, the fact that they were uh, doing some kind of massive refurbishing there of uh, what was MetLife Stadium. I'm not sure what it's called today. Is it still MetLife? I don't know. Uh, The insurance company's making enough money probably to stick their name up there. And uh, of perpetuity. But um, uh, did you see any of the uh, circuit there? Did, did you notice the uh, influx and infusion of this type of international jet setter that was going to be on the Grand Prix scene when you ate last night at Joe's Stone Crabs? And the reason I bring this up is because um, I-, I love luby recognition. Stories. So, so <laughs> you're in there looking like some schlep from plantation I've- down there on South Beach with all the uh, glitz and glamour that uh, is surrounding this area there. And you go to the iconic restaurant Joe Stonecrabs, yeah. and, and what happened now, Luffy? Uh, I hope you weren't picking up the check.
2: Uh, we offered uh, my uncle, who actually we, did you go
0: to faint uh, thing when you yeah, go to you your box and go, hey, thing. what do you need on that?
2: No, see, Shirley's great because Shirley and Shirley will, so I can't do the face. Shirley will actually grab like a card and hold it out, so I have to like do that too. We both yeah, did. But
0: it. It's a shell card. I mean, what, what are you talking <laughs> it's about? Yeah, exactly. there.
2: <laughs> it's like mobile. Um, so my uncle, who used to be at all the radio rows, you've actually met him a few times. Worked in PR with Humana. He always. Um, so he was down here. He's from been lived here his whole life and then moved to St. Pete for most of my life. And then the last few years, they've retired he and his wife to Asheville. So when we were up in Asheville with uh, her family. We, he met him out for dinner. Um, so he's wanted to take us out for a while. He's took us out a few times, but we've never gone to Joe's. And I'm actually spoiled because of this business that I've never eaten in Joe's, but I've had their stone crabs more times than I can count. And like literally when they would bring like the trough of stone crabs to the station. It would be so to me. The stone crabs themselves weren't the biggest deal, but the idea of going to Joe's yeah. was a huge deal. So the season supposedly ended May first, so we weren't sure if they'd have stone crabs. But the place was packed, so I was like, okay, this place is gonna be packed if they don't have stone crabs, which they did, which was cool. Um, and it was a really great time, and the food was spectacular, and the crowd is a little different, and it's very old school. But the server all night long was like looking at me weird, and I've had this over the years, but I still don't recognize it for what it ends up being. I always think of it as. I'm an asshole. I ask a lot of dumbass questions. Saying, well, what, what is this white
0: trash <laughs> like, doing a show like, don't Where ask did questions. they get the money? They must be drug dealers. Like yeah.
2: people usually just go get like everyone around. I'm noticing is all eating the same thing, and they're not talking like they don't ask questions they don't do what you would do at a normal restaurant it's just assume what you're gonna get like the how many stone crabs do i get
0: exactly. for 75 dollars you don't have ask- They big ones
2: exactly like you just you didn't
0: do all of that no, at those no, no. stone crabs what a disgrace no i
2: just asked because i'm not mr stone we've joked on here about stone crabs being overrated. it's like
0: going to rails and asking what what's in the sauce i mean you just don't do that
2: i i get it but i'm not mr stone crab so it was like surely let her and my uncle get it but i didn't really care so i asked what are some of the other things people would get here and the guy pushed me toward this other thing that was really good. But he kept looking at me weird all night. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I don't, whatever. So as we're, as my uncle's paying the check, the guy finally is like, you're Luby, aren't you? And, <laughs> and my uncle, my
0: wife just Voice laugh. recognition on Luby. Or laugh. is he watching the video stream? No, he wasn't. He became a fan of on Channel. Here.
2: Straight voice. And he's like, you're Luby. I know it. And I'm like, I'm Luby. Yes, I'm Luby. And he's like, I know that voice from anywhere. He's like, we love you. But it sucked what happened. I'm like, it didn't suck what happened. We're happy what we're doing now. He's like, I know you're doing podcasts. And I went to the whole thing, like 10 minutes of explaining yeah. him and telling him our websites and telling him I'm like, but in the end, it's not hard to find us. Like people have this idea that it's <laughs> like magic. It's mythical. And I'm like, it's just yeah. as easy as before. And the guy was super excited. And he's like, you made my night. I miss you guys. It's the best way to wake up in the morning. Did,
0: did you get I'm this like, gentleman's name? I, I
2: uh, I had his name yeah, as a course. server and I forgot. He
0: it. recognizes you. Uh, no, that's okay, though, because you have so many fans that yeah, uh, it would go. be impossible to. Uh, no, He's a great dude. You know, name everybody who had said, uh, hey, you're a Luby.
2: <laughs> but good morning to you, sir. If you did find us, he said he was really excited. I, I remember when
0: we first met Jack and he looked right at you and he said, hey, you're a Luby, but he had a whole different, different. Uh, mindset. <laughs> that, 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 so. You're
2: the asshole that's going to make my life a yeah, living hell. How he out. perceived you to be <laughs> as a human being, yeah.
0: And rightfully so after that first meeting. It was ugly. <laughs> yeah. I was ready to kill you. I really was. <laughs> we didn't even have a job, and you were talking our way out of one. No, that that was a good, you know. We needed a new system, and we needed it fast. Uh, all right, so so he recognizes you, and he was a fan of the show. Big
2: fan of the show, like literally was like sad. He's like, it was the best way to wake up in the morning. I'm like, well, we're still doing it every
0: morning. Yeah, it's easy to this find. Is the guy at Joe Joe, He was a,
2: a long time server, and I think he was like a higher up. And he was like, he was stone cold the whole night until the minute he. He, I admitted I was luby, and then he was like a little kid. It was really weird. Like he was like the sweet, kind, funny dude, cracking jokes. I was showing him pictures of you. He was asking about the stain. I was talking about the walk of life. He's like, oh, of course, the walk of life. I'm like, okay. And he's like, how is this person and that person? And I'm like, oh, I guess he's like a uh, li- like this is – and my wife – Shirley and my uncle are like beaming like this is the coolest thing ever. And I'm like – i just feel bad
0: i just feel bad level of stardom yeah <laughs> level of uh, recognition i'm like i wish I. Uh, had to be recognized earlier. for this kind of work i mean look uh, most of the time that you're involved uh, the management there was particularly hideous they they never said a positive thing in, in 11 years right we, we'd have like lawrence taylor in an exclusive interview where we played the clips First guys to get them on Radio Row, and uh, do we get any kind of a message there from up? Not, not that you need it, but let's face it, performers are super sensitive. Yes, yes. yes. We need love. <laughs> we need love. So so that, that was good. I mean, that recognition, uh, I applaud that, and uh, very nice to know that we have that kind of fan. It, it, it never ceased to amaze me Yeah, because, uh, you know, everybody would say, like, the ratings for that station were super low which they were because they had really no other local programming for most of the time we were there. And uh, it's impossible. You could be the worst guy at at the best station. Yes. And you're going to have higher ratings than the best guy at some station that uh, doesn't really have any kind of organized plan to attract an audience. Yep. That's just the way it is, right? I mean, uh, you know, let's say they had a million, uh, you know, let's say Ozark was airing on Ion Channel and we followed that. Guess what? We probably have a big, big number, right? But uh, You know, you need a little bit of a surrounding and supporting cast cast there. So it always amazed me how many people, and uh, I get this all the time, too, as you might imagine, about, the hey, where are you now and this and that? (laughs) Are you still on the air? A lot of people question whether I was still alive or not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The walk of life has been my
0: my connection there, though. It's it's kept me going. I, I, I firmly believe that the minute I stop doing that, I will check out. So, uh, I'm uh, resigned to the idea that uh, no matter what kind of schlep it seems like, I'm going to have to get out there. And there are sometimes I don't even get to the street here, like A1A. It's about a tenth of a mile from my house to the street. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm thinking, geez, I have another 4.1 miles to go. <laughs> well, that's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> and I'm do already a dead man. <laughs> You have to motivate yourself do sometimes that. Yeah, just to right. a rise to a bigger things, much like we're we're trying to do with this business. All right, well, I applaud that. And, and then uh, you didn't have the stone crabs is I what did. you said because well, you didn't want to bury your uncle, and then but you ended up ordering medicine. something that was more expensive, which I, I find uh, somewhat surprising because, you know, our question was always, and it doesn't really apply anymore because uh, right now you would have to say that uh, the stone crab is more overrated than Bryce Harper. He's won two MVPs. After he won the MVP last year. Again. Yeah, that uh, that was a very relevant question for a long period of time. What's more overrated, the stone crab or Bryce Harper? Now, uh, the stone crab is mostly overrated because of the now absolutely skyrocketing price. Yep. That uh, you had to uh, pay to eat a couple of stone crabs, and 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 you have to ask yourself, where do I draw the line, right? That's the thing. Like the the stuff's good, right? Somebody puts a stone crab in front of me, I, I'm inclined to eat it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's reasonably priced, which I don't, what is reasonable now? I but do know. Uh, you know. You know, you, you look in Publix and they got these little tiny stone crabs, and they're forty dollars a pound. And I'm thinking that that's where that's where I'm out. Yeah. I'm out on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Just give me the imitation crab that uh, was made from some carp that was caught in a lake in Merrick, Long Island. <laughs> exactly. And I'll let that suffice. You tip anything in, in drawn butter, Luby. It exactly. pretty much tastes the exactly. same, doesn't it? Well,
2: especially that thing, the stuff they have, the mu- whatever you the hell that. a hot dog
0: in. and drawn butter, and thank you. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, no?
2: And I'm not spinning at it. They actually, it is a really cool experience, and I had a really good time. And they definitely have earned their name, and everything we had was delicious. But yeah, it's like for four jumbos, it's 129. dollars
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like the jumbos like the are jumbo. hundred steak that I had at Gordon Ramsay's uh, steakhouse. <laughs> Now I was on the dime uh, of Harris in Atlantic City, so uh, it went down pretty pleasantly. But uh, you were thinking, "Wow, if I was picking up this check for two people, I just would have got whacked for two fifty for a steak and a piece of chicken." You got to be kidding me, right? And then, of course, uh, those three—I mean, just absolutely hideous French words that you could string together, a la carte. <laughs> uh, which, but Joe's has some uh, reasonably priced stuff also. Really I mean, uh, and it's not uh, the only item that they have on the menu to stone crabs. They have yeah. some other things. And yeah. uh, Anyway, congratulations on that, Louis. Yeah, that's good. And it's very heartening. And I hope this gentleman whose name uh, you forgot is well, tuned in today and Tom tells all of his friends about it. Because that's it what we need. We, we need a word of mouth Find us, grassroots <laughs> campaign on this thing. I'm convinced of that. Or else we need DraftKings to take a look yeah, at a yeah, Degenerate Friday Show, which uh, I think maybe that's happening, and uh, that. say, uh, hey, you know what, this is pretty good. That'd be great. We don't want to, uh, you know, uh, give you our uh, whole itinerary here on the show, <laughs> but uh, we, we do have. We're having a nervous moment here because of this uh, Panther game tonight. So, so that's happening in hockey now. Uh, elsewhere, as they say yeah, in sports, right? Yet.
2: Thirty minutes in,
0: you go elsewhere in sports. <laughs> No, I, I wrote down the scores from last night's uh, hockey games here because uh, all right, Carolina's up two nothing on Boston. They won the first two home games. They shellacked Boston uh, again last night, uh, five to two. Tampa Bay. Uh, most of the uh, teams rebounded that had lost. Uh, Tampa Bay was on the road in Toronto, but uh, came up with a five three victory. They dominated that ball game. I mean that hockey game. Uh, you had uh, Minnesota, St. Louis. Minnesota lost the first game at home, but they uh, came back and blasted the Blues. Six to two last night, and uh, Edmonton on top of the uh, LA Kings, uh, six to nothing. And uh, did LA win the first game in that series and Edmonton uh, even it up? I think that also now stands at one one. The Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, go tonight. That game drawing a lot of interest after the triple overtime game. And uh, where do you weigh in on that debate, Luby, about the purity of the game and the uh, sanctimony of the overtime period? Now, we had huge debates about that with football. I think they blew it. I mean, I don't know why. Why is it that uh, you don't look at – and I'm going against that theory that I used in the NFL for my overtime solution to uh, playoff hockey because I I do like the excitement of the three-on-three when they go to that, and it still is representative of what the game is basically all about. It's not like you went to a field goal kicking contest or penalty kicks in soccer. You're still playing hockey. You're just doing it with less guys on the ice. And after uh, being even through 60 minutes of hockey, you have every chance to win the game. If you want to go to a bit of a fluke system, I would equate it with the tiebreaker in tennis,
3: Okay.
0: which uh, I, I think has been such a great salvation for the game, even if you're playing with your friends, right? and every now and then you'll have somebody say, well, uh, let's go the traditional way. I don't like the tiebreaker. It's like, well, the tiebreaker's been in existence since, like, yeah. 1970. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? You don't like the tiebreaker. And the tiebreaker would be the equivalent of playing sometimes even more than two games, uh, depending on how many points it goes, because you have to win by two. But uh, it, it's far better in deciding the outcome of the event than, than subjecting people to the possibility of uh, a John Isner and Nicholas Mahout match where, you know, those guys went, uh, what, 69 yeah, to 67? I mean, no, no and one, a fifth set at Wimbledon. It took five days to complete. And then whoever won the match and uh, turned out to be Isner uh, has to go and just get cremated in yeah. his next match. I mean, it's ridiculous. You can't do that. Yeah, that's insane. So, so three overtime periods in the first game of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. is too much, especially if you have to endure this again. I would say, what, if you want to preserve that for the final round, maybe, the Stanley Cup Finals, but uh, uh, just go to the, uh, you know, maybe not the shootout, but but stick with the, you know, maybe four on four until somebody scores. Uh, you know, go, go to one of the systems that you used in a regular season Okay, so to the, conclude the game.
2: The NHL playoff overtime, and I missed this the other day. I was watching the, the paint. It it's was just the straight Panthers. up
0: sudden death, sudden death.
2: Okay, but, but they don't do the three on three? They, like go,
0: they just keep it. No, just, it's a regular period. Oh, that's and, you annoying. Yeah, oh, no. You are you're, you're continuing the game into a, a fourth period. And in this case, uh, they ended up into a sixth period. That's stupid. And the now overtime... they're coming back uh, a couple of nights later. And, you know, some people uh, would argue, oh, well, you know, they're built for this. But uh, you know what? Uh, if you no. see, uh, you know, how exhausted these guys are after being on the ice for like a minute and 40 seconds. And these shifts are short in uh, the National Hockey League. And then you look, they have the shot of the guy on the bench and he's absolutely breathing (laughs) like he just ran uphill, chasing Lance Armstrong down with a syringe saying, you forgot to take this, Lance, (laughs) as he was climbing the Pyrenees at 40 miles an hour. (laughs) <laughs> they're exhausted, man.
2: Yeah, well, there's a reason that a shift is like a minute ten. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's not because they're lame or lazy. <laughs> like, it's insane. You, you ask,
0: you know, these guys to play the equivalent of two games that's on the same stupid. night, uh, It's I, I don't think it's – uh, you know, at that point, it's not a plus, you know, and and I, I don't know that it really – you know, now you're deciding the game strictly by fatigue, yeah, uh, that's you know, stupid. in the end by the time you get to that point. Like, like which team is not completely gassed? And, uh, you know, you're compromising the next game of the series as well. So uh, I would say go to uh, maybe a four on four. And if you want to really be a purist, you know, it's funny, too, because I hate to use uh, swearing, uh, you know, uh, this early in the morning. But but they fucked up this playoff system so badly that nobody understands it. And and, and (laughs) they eliminate half of their good teams right away in the first round. Yeah. It's weird. And a bunch of bag ladies end up uh, having a chance to advance uh, because of the way they uh, set up the matchups. It, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in terms of a playoff setup uh, in the NHL. So, uh, you know, they'll that'll be the last thing they ever address, right? They'll never go away from that.
2: But. Well, and that's what's funny. is and the, the shootouts became sort of annoying and the ties, so that's why they went to the shootout, were annoying. So they went to three-on-three, three, which has actually been like baseball with that extra playoff team. Great. Yeah. Great. Like the three out threes are great. It makes hockey, you could hate it's hockey. still hockey. Yeah. It's still hockey. But it right? makes it so fun. <laughs> like it doesn't go on forever. Someone scores pretty quick. No. It's really fun. Like why? I don't know. Oh, because it, what does it bastardize? It's the same game, but funner. Like why would you not do that and then play? I Like I don't understand that at all. Like that's weird. I don't get it. I'm not
0: that. sure funner is a word. I know so. it's not.
2: It's more exciting. It makes it really exciting. Like why would you take that away? <laughs> in the playoffs like i don 't understand that that just seems like Batman in that hockey you know hitting themselves like that 's just dumb i don 't get that.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, it's the way they've done it all along. I mean, yeah, they okay. changed it for the regular season. Why uh, now in the NFL? Our theory—I I, still—I will stick with this to my grave, Louie, which might be, uh, you know, coming up sooner than I would care to think. Uh, thank God for the walk of life. But uh, and, you know, and uh, you, you saw us. I mean, how bad did we look out there uh, doing that uh, little tennis thing? You only saw one crummy point. You
2: looked though. fine to me. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played in a long time, so. <laughs> Yeah. bad judge
0: <laughs> chasing a ball down right i mean yeah, it's not like, like a, know, I know it's still mean. out there it was kind of a radical point man a just man puts one away with a slam yep and um you know but uh yeah it's uh you know it's it's crazy to think that uh, you would have to uh, endure that even as a fan i mean who now who wants to sit there for six periods no yeah, no. that's that's just nuts uh, now in the nfl and uh, for for Whatever reason, they wouldn't even consider this, and that is just, just continue the game. That That's logical uh, in football. Continue the game from where it was, and, and that's all you have to do, and it solves the whole problem and the whole debate about whether both teams should get the ball because, uh, okay, the clock ran out, but guess what? We're going to start a clock all over again, and uh, when somebody scores, they're going to win the game. And so, uh, you know, you could be in a very solid position uh, going into overtime. You could be in a crummy position, but you shouldn't necessarily be in an uh, equal position if you want to decide the game fairly. Why start a new game and then have a different set of rules that apply, which uh, seem to be very inequitable to the team that loses a coin toss? Now, they've guaranteed that each team is going to have a possession now. That's uh, been the big change. And uh, I don't think that really solves the problem as easily and as, you know, just, just inherently, uh, you know, uh, logically as uh, you would if you just continue the game. Yeah, just, no? just, yeah, just go. What, you know, and you say that, remember when we first uh, laid that out there uh, to Jason Cole? Who, who, you know, thought we were always joking about everything we said, which for the most part <laughs> we are, are, but, uh, you know, and, uh, l- let's face it, no one's ever going to address that because no. it, it's too simple of a concept, concept to embrace. Yeah, they hate that. They have all these geniuses. No, seriously, Luby, think about this. The NFL has like a zillion guys <laughs> on the payroll <laughs> that sit around in New York and decide, to, you know, all year long, right? Remember when they wanted to have year round officials when they only play six months a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are they going to do? Study the rules? I mean, if they don't know it, they should be on the field in the first place. Get better eyesight? Uh, you know, train to have better judgment? It's, uh, you know, it, it was a ridiculous concept. I mean, j- yeah. just get better officials. That That's what you have to do. I mean, uh, train them better whenever you're, uh, you know, working with them. Uh, you know, go ahead and... and uh, rate them, uh, you know, on a regular basis and actually, you know, get involved and say, hey, well, if this guy's blowing call after call, get, we don't need him anymore. Get him out of here. Honestly. You don't see officials getting fired very often no, in no, the national no. football. Or any league for that matter. Wow. No, they hang on for a uh, long time. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that would be the simple solution. It'll never happen. All right. So we'll come back. We'll talk about the NBA playoffs. Also, Scoop Skolnick going to join us at 8 o'clock. Uh, one of the greats from Five Reasons Sports Network. He started this thing, and now we have something else, man. This is the kind that we ought to attack. <laughs>
2: well, I'm, I'm trying to use him as an example is what I'm using him for. We're going to hopefully keep working along with him and learn from him. It's my brilliant
0: uh, analysis of the heat, but uh, I, I don't know how there isn't, uh, you know, an even deeper scathing indictment against Doc Rivers uh, after a while watching uh, a completely inept uh, lack of inside game uh, just uh, once again lead the 76ers to ruin last night. As the Heat win 119 to 103 over Philadelphia, game was closed for a while through the first half. I actually uh, turned it off and uh, started watching the rest of Ozark Season Four, which uh, was great. Yeah, brilliant nice acting time, in that uh, show, by the way. Uh, the girl that plays Ruth Langhorn, yeah, she's great. His name escapes me.
2: She's great. She was in the. Uh...
0: She's nothing like that, right? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that that's acting, right? The look and everything. Yep, I mean, yep, yep, uh, yep. The, the whole thing was just absolutely brilliant. Uh, but uh, I turned back in to see. Uh, I think it was Struce hit a three out of the corner to have the Heat go up four, uh, thirteen yep. in the fourth quarter, and that, that was pretty much it. I mean, you knew that uh, that game was over. So Doc's giving him the first couple of games on a platter like a little caniche at a bar mitzvah. Well, what's just, funny uh, is
2: he this the, this last week we've heard oh Embiid's doing better, he's doing better, possibly game three, and then they asked him yesterday, <laughs> so game three, and he's like, oh no, he he hasn't even st- he has so many levels of protocols to go through, he hasn't even hit the first one. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so when is he? So what? <laughs> I mean, look, They're they're asking this guy for two reasons why, why, you know, he has to be able to identify how many fingers do I have up. Right. Hey, champ, how many? You know, because he, he can't see out of his left eye. physician's oh, so the re-, in there. <laughs> like, they what got happened? to stitch Duran working on his eyeball while he's uh, there on the sidelines. And, uh, and uh, you know, he's got a concussion, too. So, we, you know, they ask him, uh, hey, what day is it? And he says, my children are fine. No, like, what? <laughs> God. there's a silver alert and it's got Embiid's license plate uh, out there on the no, uh, road of Philadelphia it's
2: funny he had a bad concussion and orbital bone fracture so it's like Devo's not wrong what happened in that four minutes like what is going on like why was he out there that it was still that tussling with almost a 30 point game like are
0: you, yeah, hello yeah, he, he sort of just got hit with uh, an inadvertent elbow in the eye as a guy was driving in a basket but I mean, who on earth would have their 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 number one commodity out on the floor, up thirty with four minutes to go, with the uh, I mean, the game clinched. As I said, he he should have been checking his bags at customs. Yeah, he should have been out of the town. Should have should He's have never been even <laughs> close to the bench. I mean, they they should have been worried that maybe somebody goes falling into the Philadelphia bench. Doc, get him the. Out of here, uh, yeah, yeah. just just get him out of here. All right, Scoop Skolnick on the uh, Heat and Baskets. Uh, he's always brilliant. Uh, that's coming up at eight o'clock. Dave Gurgles Gurgly. I'm going to send you uh, the thing that he sent me, Luby. I already so, talked uh, to him. Make... I talked to him. Oh, you he did. Coming okay. on at eight thirty. Right. I
2: already sent him the link. Yeah.
0: Okay. Very good. So, uh, that's all set. So, the highly apart trivia challenge will be in place. Now, here's here's my sporting weekend coming up. We have the watch party tonight uh, with Mike Mayo. Which, uh, if the Panthers are down, uh, what three one after two periods, that's uh, not I would good. have to say. I would leave. I defer to the notion that, well, I have to get up early I tomorrow. I don't think i will be able to watch the rest of this game. Because no who would way. want to sit with an in- no a rat like Mayo? No way. No, he's a good guy. He's a good dude, uh,
2: but he's an asshole. Uh, there's no way. And he deserves Oh, no, he's it. very poppy. jerks. Like... I, mean,
0: I, I had to take it all day yesterday on the, Oh, really? On the, radio he the whole show. I fired back with everything I had. I what even just, I, you know... Uh, I even said that the officiating was very
2: Yeah, oh, you the refs and The capitals, like
0: a joke of an argument. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, great. A caller calls in and uh, says, Yeah, you know what? The officials really hose us. And so you're like, Hey, well, you know what? Johnny from Miramar, you're a bozo. You know? And then you rip exactly. the guy for the next half hour, and that's your show. <laughs> was I you. was using those. That I, you was know, you. <laughs> well, you know what? That icing call that they missed. Like, I oh know my we're God, rather that's the icing. Great. <laughs> Ice this.
2: We're desperate yeah. <laughs> when we're bitching about refs in it hockey. <laughs> refs, yeah. And hockey
0: refs. Man, they call a lot of penalties. You know what? If you looked at it, I'm telling you, Marnie, this team is getting jobs. Oh, my
2: God. They better win tonight. <laughs> uh, very,
0: very pathetic state of mind to be in. going to uh, be bad tomorrow. That's what happens when uh, you got a big mouth. Yep. And you start losing a bet. Uh, you <laughs> know, so I, I, I give May all the liberty he wants. I mean, uh, sure if he's there, up man. too well when he comes on the show tomorrow, I'll just give him the whole show. Yeah, just uh, let him
2: have. It's Professor no point Mayo. in us coming back with anything. It. It's like an
0: argument with your wife, right? What's the point of coming back with uh, something? yeah zero. you think she's buying your argument? Of no, course not. Man. That's why you're fighting in the first place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the lamest things, though. I mean, there, there are examples where teams get hosed, right? Uh, what was it? Oh, was yeah. it the Rams? Uh couple of years ago. No, the Saints. Remember when the Saints, the Saints the got playoff. holes yeah, by the Rams? The pass
2: interference. Yep, yep.
0: Oh, my God. And, and of course, uh, the famous, uh, you know, Larry Coker thing uh, where, uh, you know, you, you had the University of Miami you win a ball game and the game was over. And then uh, that guy who was from uh, Ohio comes running across the field there and uh, calls pass interference and uh, puts the ball on a one-yard line, and they get to do it again. And that was uh, absolutely insane. All right, Scoop's Golden coming up. Uh, Dave Gurgles-Gurgley, Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Great weekend coming up. Uh, The watch party tonight. I'm going on a weigh-in tomorrow at Hylia Park. I I love being around a boxing game and a boxing scene. It's a whole different culture, Luby. You talk about a a sporting culture that has its own uniqueness that, uh, you know, is very, very enjoyable to be a part of and to be around. I mean, you see the anxiety with the fighters. You see some guys are real confident. Uh, they have to get on a scale there Uh, guys like a pound and a half over and they tell him you got 20 minutes and he's gonna you know uh, lose the weight or then a series of negotiations takes place there's no sport like this right guy steps on a scale this is part of the great thing about uh, i've attended uh, many many weigh-ins in my lifetime uh, when i was covering a lot of boxing on tv and um so you know, you go there to kind of talk to everybody, meet the fighters. Now the guy gets on a scale and uh, he's supposed to weigh one thirty. 130, he's one thirty-one on a hook, and they tell him how. Well, you know, you got like I guess you get two hours to to lose the weight, and they're just going to wait there until you come back. Like everybody's waiting oh, really? for two hours while this guy goes to like various uh, saunas and steam rooms. he oh grows up. Me? <laughs> what? what? And then it's he comes magic. back and he's like still over the weight, man. You're like, oh my god. Well, well duh. <laughs>
2: like, what do think? Was he's gonna cut off his his,
0: his This pain. guy, you know, probably <laughs> ate like one grape all day. The old yeah, Lafitte like, yeah. pink guy diet. <laughs> what is supposed to happen? But then, you know, when when his uh, you know team absolutely knows, there's no way that this guy's gonna make the weight, right? I mean, he already like dropped ten pounds yesterday, and uh, he doesn't have an ounce of fluid left in his body. He can't even pee anymore. And uh, so, so they'll just start negotiating, right? Like the uh, you know the fighter from uh, the camp, or the guy weighed in at the limit, uh, says, "All right, I tell you what, ten thousand, and we'll uh, go ahead and allow you that pound and a half." And then you go, "What are you talking, talking about? ten thousand, five thousand? <laughs> 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 5000 And it's like they're selling a piece of salami, man. Exactly. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> that was not a penis reference, by the way. No, he said no. Because I had mentioned, you know, like urinating, <laughs> I got it. Uh, and, and yeah, so it's crazy. I, I love being around it. And, and then, you know, you get the vibe for the fight night, which is going to be Saturday night at Hialeah Park, and then that's going to be my Derby double, going to Hialeah Friday for the weigh-in, and then right back to Hialeah for the Derby, and uh, of course uh, the big fight card that's coming up on uh, May the seventh. Uh, whatever tickets are still available, I would grab them now. I, I would log on to HialeahPark.com and, and get involved. And uh, this is going to create quite a buzz. Now you're in, right? Yes, I'm yes, to try yes, and get yes. Andy in. Andy, Professor who says Hiran. that. Uh, okay. And Andy says, James Harden looks like a fat chucker. I mean, he does. At this point. He
2: does.
0: Which was the worst kind of chucker. A little fat a guy fat chucker. chucking. Doesn't make a shot. Goes three for 13 for three or whatever. shooting,
2: though. He's the first guy to shoot. You're thinking,
0: listen, you fat putz. Yeah, you throw exactly. one more shot up there like that, and I'm going to fire the ball in your face, right? You're going to have Spalding written on your forehead.
2: They do nothing else, play no defense, they don't run to the other end, and That's, they shoot uh, every time they jogging. touch the ball,
0: every time. Cherry-picking, here, here, here. Every time. Come on, Jimmy. That Drop is Harden. That feels like Harden. <laughs> he did look bloated. I mean, I saw him at the post-game press conference, and oh uh, he was stating uh, you know, very, very uh, confidently that, uh, well, we played a good game tonight like, James, you got beat by 20, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, they played a decent first half. That, that was about it while the uh, Heat were fooling around. A- anyway, uh, there's no fooling around. This is going to be uh, a lot of stuff on the line Saturday night uh, inside the ring. It's going to be a spectacular highly Park. Nobody does it like highly Park. Tony was on with us yesterday, and he's absolutely right. When Frankie's behind something, Frank Fiore, like event organization and things like that. It's his baby, man. I mean, uh, this guy is ready to rock and roll. So I, I can't wait. I got the watch party of the night, way in at Hylia Park in a Champion simulcasting room uh, that's taking place, and I'll be punching away. Of course, Churchill Downs has the Kentucky Oaks, and uh, great, great cards uh, of racing all around the country. Even on Friday tomorrow, a degenerate Friday, which it will definitely be for me. And then Saturday night, uh, there for uh, the Derby, which gets, I think that goes off six. like very late, like six fifty-seven or something. Oh, like that. really? So uh, yeah, we might even miss one of the prelims, <laughs> betting the Derby. That's crazy! Wow, and then uh, it looks like spectacular weather is on tap as well. Yes, so going to be yes. a great night under the stars there, watching the fights. Uh, you know, get your tickets, people. I, I can't tell you. Luby knows because uh, you know you, you always thought I was full of shit when I would tell you how great <laughs> it is to go to a live boxing match and how. You know, I mean, the fact that it was going to be in Hialeah was going to be tremendous. And you're like, Hialeah, I don't want to get in it. And then, uh, you know, you went, and, and it was just unbelievable. That was great. That was such a – we did it
2: twice. It was a great time every time. I mean, it's – and it's not just Frankie. They have a crew of people, a cast of characters oh, that man, do, do such a, a, a great job. Him, yeah. But Frankie's one we know and we see, and it's just funny to see He's him got a mental
0: and- checklist, Frankie. <laughs> <It's just laughs> That's funny what I love to about
2: see him this work guy. and, like, it's like, okay, Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> Did I leave the tickets for the Bruninis? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: always the thing, right? The, the one detail that you would never want to bundle is, like, the last thing that, uh, you know, you, you could... Oh, oh you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No, John got in. No problem. Yeah. Steve's here, too. Um, all right. We're looking forward to that. That's going to be a great event. And, nice that, and We love Frank Fiori, and I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, out there at Hylia Park tomorrow because he'll be all over it. Like, like if you have, You should come down for this if I you I want to go There'll so be, bad. Uh, I know it's a little Friday bit of a schlep, is. but it, it's yeah. going to be worth it because... Uh, you know what if you would drive a half hour anywhere the extra ten fifteen minutes for me to get down to Hialeah once you're there it's just absolutely oh, yeah, yeah. worth it yeah. and then uh, I like the like i said the the weigh in is sometimes a very fascinating it could be very dreadfully boring you know uh you know as as it takes place or Completely fascinating. I mean, it goes a lot of different ways. You never know exactly what you're going to get. But I, I like when some kind of volatility is sparked. I was
2: going to say, isn't that where usually the fight happens? Where they're like, screw you. I'm
0: going to eat your ear. See, your that, that's suck. a lot of stage stuff there. Okay. Yeah, But every now and then you've got a guy that's just out of control. Like, like, you know, the anxiety of the moment gets to him. And, and it sparks some kind of uh, ridiculous inner rage. Which, uh, you know, might be a cover-up for the fact that the guy's uh, running a little bit scared. Let's face it. There's, uh, you know, a lot at risk and at stake. Uh, in, in these matches so uh, going to be a lot of fun and uh, of course our, our guys will be out there leon and uh, louis de cubas and henry rivalta so uh, th- these are people that were always very very good to me and, and getting me jobs in the business so uh, i really appreciate it. it'll it be nice to see everybody on the boxing scene again at Hylia uh, park and don't forget about saturday night get your tickets line up it's going to be a spectacular evening and uh, as luby would say now with this luby recognition factor he's more than willing to uh, you know stop and say hello Oh, for right? sure. Oh, you're I not the kind of star, you, like, star <laughs> that's going to walk in there and just shine everybody. <laughs>
2: like you're my best friend. That's when I turn into Vistar mama. She does that with everyone. Yeah. I'm sort of an asshole. But if you actually know that we do a radio show or whatever that you call this, yeah. I, I, mean, I, love I love I you. When I say Luby, I want you to you know, say
0: hello to John Bernetti Jr.
2: Don't I was, say, I don't have time for this. I have time I for get them all of them. I'm a big fan of anyone. <laughs> in <laughs> 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 But if you're a, a listener or a watcher now... I'll I can talk see to you this. Uh, It minutes. scares
0: me about you. It no, does. No.
2: All be, right. Everyone highly. All right. uh,
0: more to come. I, you know, you don't need my analysis on this heat game because uh, you, you all know how I feel about it now. And that is uh, and I was looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what, what the heat, uh, you know, uh, w- would you like your team to have a gimme into the third round yes, of the playoffs? Of course you would. I
2: would. <laughs>
0: and, and thank you, Doc Rivers. And yes, yes. am I wrong? You know, in, uh, you know, overemphasizing no, this uh, no. idea that because uh, it was a shock when you think about it that uh, you would have a guy who had struggled with injuries through the series, right? I mean, he was somewhat suspect. that They lost the two games, and uh, there were, uh, was a uh, tremendous. I you mean, know, you talk about high anxiety. It was Mel Brooks City, man, Philadelphia.
2: Didn't he either have was a broken not? or torn, because remember, I was overseas, but a broken or torn finger, thumb. And did yeah. his back start bothering him? Like, I don't, And he was still playing well. And he's
0: always <laughs> got something, you know, uh, MB. You never know if he's going to be in one piece or not. Not like, and he guts it out though. But he he is, uh, you know, a bit of a warrior mentality, and he man. has uh, what I think is a really great approach to his job. And you know, he, he's he's a dynamic player. He, he could easily. Did they name the MVP yet? Because uh, we saw that Tyler Harrow got the Sixth Man of the Year. They, it, did they name the MVP? Up to I, I want to say no. They're working up to. It. I think okay. they
2: did the coach, or we know who the coach is. They've done the, the most Phoenix improved. Guy, yeah,
0: ended up being coaching here. Phoenix uh, winner last night, by the way. Yeah,
2: they annihilated him. They did most improved, which is was a stupid award because John Moran was already a superstar. So how do you go from being a superstar to a superstar? But whatever. And they did six man, so they're working up to. I presume the next one would be MVP. But by all accounts, it's going to be Jokic. But Embiid would probably. it's probably going to be. It's probably going to be M second, Giannis third. Like, that's what it's going to be. Possibly, so, yeah. You had a guy that was close to winning the MVP playing when the series is done? Okay. Whatever, Doc. There's a reason why you've given
0: up. Ser- series is clinched. It's over. I- I- if they had left the floor, no I-, I don't know that, uh, <laughs> you know, if uh, you know you took 24 seconds out, let's say, uh, per possession yep. and-, and didn't add any more points to Philadelphia's total, Toronto still wouldn't have been able to eclipse No. the 29-point deficit if there was nobody on the floor no, against them. They have. could have inbounded the ball, laid it in, you know, uh, taken twenty-four seconds off the clock, inbounded the ball, laid it in, and and they're still going to run ten points short. I mean, yes. come on, you're yeah, not losing—absolutely insane. I will ask uh, Scoop Skolnick about that. And he's coming on. Uh, Scoop, a brilliant entrepreneur, longtime sports writer, and uh, right there in a the dead heat, I would say, with the uh, local sports writer here Wonder from me. the South Florida Sun Sentinel, Ira Winderman who uh, really does an outstanding job, I mean, uh, you know, uncovering all kinds of uh, heat minutia and taking it very seriously into arguments uh, of uh, great breadth and depth. Uh, and, and, you know, Scoop's great at this, but, but wow, he always impresses me with his total recall of, like, the uh, 68 Pistons starting lineup. <laughs> I'm like, you're a kid. What, what do you know about this? Huh? What do you know about Dave Bing, man? Exactly. All right. Uh, we're coming back. Scoop Skolnick. And then we'll have the Highland Park Trivia Challenge. So uh, you guys line up. 954. That that may be a little bit weird because uh, we usually start the uh, Thursday show with that. 954 417 0070, right? Have, is that right? I, I is, to put it. 0070? No, no, you
2: did good.
0: At 0070. 0070. Okay. You know, sometimes you have the phone number in your head. I mean, it took me a while to get the, uh, you know, any radio station, whenever well, you change. You that. I mean, everybody's <laughs> always waiting for you to uh, recite the old call letters or, uh, you know, yeah. especially give out the old phone number. Yeah. See, the problem is when I start giving out my cell phone number no, as a number no, to call. No, no, no.
2: Don't do that, please.
0: When you're blanking on the number, that, that's, that's that's not good. Scary. And, and this one we haven't run by uh, the people often enough for me to uh, feel badly about forgetting it. 954 uh, 417 0070. Doesn't that sound like a, a number for a bank or something? Yes, but it is right. it's a number I have. Or a racetrack. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's the number? Four one seven zero zero seven
2: zero. Sounds like the easiest one to remember. Yeah. Laurel Park. A lot of You're sevens. expecting to pick up the phone. Laurel Park.
0: <laughs> no, they're racing. Uh, they're running the third right now. Uh, sorry, sir. Yeah, okay. Uh, maybe you can get out of here by the fifth. <laughs> have a nice day. All right, uh, coming back with more in a moment. Uh, now that. Good time We just uh, kill an hour with a story about Joe Stonkrams. It's uh, 8 (laughs) o'clock. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park.
2: These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers Raw Bar & Grill in the Plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar & Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for landlumbers for making you always feel right
1: at home. Catholic Health Services is committed to care that changes as your needs do. Our full continuum of services is designed to be there throughout your care journey. If you need assistance with daily living, post-acute care following a serious health event, or additional medical care at home, we also offer skilled nursing and palliative and hospice care. Your care needs may change, but our commitment never does. Catholic Health Services, South Florida's number one choice for post-acute and end-of-life care. Visit CatholicHealthServices.org.
0: The world, I mean, uh, if my point was ever going to be embellished and going to be proven true, the world has gotten my sugar knife.
1: Grab a bagel and a schmear, plus some Defo and Luby. Welcome back to the Defo Show.
0: Welcome back to the show. We'll have the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge coming up in about 25 or 6 minutes here on the program. Uh, Dave Gergles Gergley going to join us. Uh, from Miami Lakes, and uh, he'll have uh, all of the brain busting questions that we usually pose here on the program. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz, and we welcome to the show. And uh, this happened with Dave Hyde uh, yesterday, who, who's been out covering all of the local sporting events here in South Florida late night. He's alternating between the heat and the Panthers, so it's night after night. And we welcome uh, one of his contemporaries, although. Uh, It's interesting because, Luby, I I don't know. You you don't really get a newspaper uh, that that you read uh, that you put in the hand on there. But uh, I'm always looking for one more page in the sports section. So once I get by the Belmont Park entries, I'm flipping one more page back (laughs) towards uh, the body of the paper. And I'm hoping there's one more page of sports. And often it falls on the business section. And you'll be reading about like uh, Bezos or Warren Buffett, some acquisition that he made that they made billions on. And, uh, you know, you, you have, uh, of course, Elon Musk now buying Twitter. And then right underneath those names, there's a reference to Ethan Scoop Skolnick now with everything that he's doing uh, with, with uh, of course, Five Reason Sports Network. And what is this new Venture Scoop that, I mean, this looks like it's put you into that category where your, your name will be, uh, you know, permanently and indelibly impressed upon business annals forever. How are you, my friend?
4: I'm good. I'm good, people. So, I'm uh, very good. Actually, I was talking to Hyde, and it's funny because um, be he was saying he can't find a physical copy of the newspaper anywhere, Neither can I. Where do you find this thing called a newspaper that i worked for for 20-something years?
0: Yeah, I don't know about the uh, Sun Sentinel or any. I mean, you you made the circuit here, uh, Palm Beach Post, Sun Sentinel, Miami Herald. Uh, I, I still – I get a New York Post delivered. And, uh, you know, I've said this a few times on the show because it's true. And they do a great job of the home delivery, which is somewhat surprising. But, uh, you know, they fire the newspaper at the door. And I hear it make a thought at about, uh, you know, 5 in the morning. And uh, then I hear the guy cursing in Spanish on his way back to Hialeah because it's the only newspaper delivery in Broward <laughs> County, I think, that, that I'm getting right now. Um, all right. Uh, let's get it. Uh, what is this new thing, though? Uh, fanalytics or something? Fanalytics. What, what's it called? Fanalytics? Yeah, fanalytics. You should use that, actually. Uh, no,
4: it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's called Fanalytics. So it's uh, basically what it is. It's kind of based on my concept here in Miami, except this is the whole country. So it's an app, and it's actually available right now on the App Store and on Google Play. And you know, it's it's not completely like I say. It's not completely what it's going to be. So we actually got approval earlier than we expected. So at the moment, we're still kind of. Uh, uploading content from all the other cities around the country. But what's going to be, is you can only use it for Miami. And it is basically all your content on that team organized. So whether you're somebody who creates the content and, you know, right now, like we have a lot of people now who like, they cover a bunch of different teams all over the place. Um, and so this allows them to sort of filter their teams so that everybody can find their stuff easier than on Twitter. And then also, uh, the Twitter experience there is filtered so that you don't go on Twitter and have to follow. you' following all these different people and you're getting all this stuff that you don't want. So basically, if you like followed by the heat on there, all you're gonna get is every you know bit of content you can possibly find, whether it's Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, blog, just on the mind of the heat. So it's, it's like no, just much better following follow experience for a game. And, uh, and we're have chats on there and all kinds of different stuff. So it's just like a sports content hub, but, you know, tailored towards the people who are creating content on this It may not be working for the newspapers or anything
0: like that. You're a monster in, in this business, uh, Ethan Like Who knew? I mean, it uh, just absolutely fantastic when you were uh, banging out those articles for the Sun Sentinel that it would evolve into uh, this. And uh, I, I only uh, I wonder, I mean, when they – well, like they are doing with the Uber guy, I mean, when HBO and, of course, uh, Winning Time uh, makes the portrayal and the, uh, you know, a sort of, uh, you know, a, a dramatization of your career, that uh, they do a better job of uh, picking somebody to play you than they did in, in trying to depict Jerry West and Pat Riley. <laughs>
4: Everybody always used to say I look like Craig Council. I never mm-hmm. know if I yes, like Yes, you that. do. Do you look like
0: Council? You do. Yes, Craig Council, <laughs> the Brewer's <laughs> manager. Could easily be you, uh, you know. But, uh, I mean, unless Barry Pepper plays the role of Ethan Skolnick, uh, don't allow them to uh, go it's ahead and do the uh, dramatization. All right, let's uh, get into it. Uh, you were there last night. And uh, did Doc Rivers lose this series? Uh, and, and, and should there be an investigation as to why he had Joel Embiid in that game? Uh, you know, and, and it's easy to dump on a coach. A guy gets injured. It could happen anytime, obviously. Yeah. But well, why was this guy in this ballgame after being injured throughout the series? And it looked like it was going completely south for Philadelphia. Now they're in uh, just a commanding position, four minutes to go, 29-point lead. Should this guy not have been on an airplane uh, on his way to Miami I- instead of in the ballgame at that point?
4: What's so ridiculous about this is that Kendrick Perkins, who obviously has you know, a relationship with Doc to playing with him in Boston, gives the excuse, he blamed it on the media instead of blaming the on Doc. Because the media, the media was focusing too much on Doc blowing three-one lead, so we kind of did this to him. That he felt he had to keep Joel Embiid in that game not to blow another series lead. What I'll say is, if you don't have confidence in your own coaching, your own team to maintain a twenty-nine point lead with four yes. minutes left to the
3: game
4: without your superstar, uh, you, you know, you have other problems. And you know, I mentioned this in Game One. With about uh, I don't know, with about four or five minutes left, the Heat were up, I think, thirteen. And Eric Spoelstra had Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo on the bench. Um, and, you know, and they're not hurt. Okay, well, at least you know Jimmy's not significantly hurt from the So, yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and to be honest, it, you know, it, it, it did in many ways cost Philadelphia a chance to be competitive in this series. I, I don't know. You know, look, I, I would have picked the Heat anyway. Um, I just think if you look at Philadelphia's bench. And to train wreck and Miami's bench is so good as we saw last night. You so know, not only do you have the sixth man of the year, uh, who's been terrific the last couple of games, but now you can pull a guy off the bench who's a seventh man, who's a two-time all-star, uh, in Victor Depot, yeah. who gave him 19 efficient points last night in great defense. So, I mean, Philadelphia's not pulling those kind of players off the bench. They're pulling a cork mark off the bench. I mean, it's just, there's nothing there. So, uh, you know, I don't know that Philadelphia, you know, pushing the series to seven anyway, but certainly this gave them no chance because the team is so heavily dependent on enemies, the way that they're constructed, um, and they're, they're not really built now to play through the guards. I love Tyrese Maxey. I, I think he's going to be an all-star in a couple of years, and I do think that he regret not just drafting him a couple of years ago. You saw Calipari in the building yesterday, and both after the game and saying, just give me more Kentucky players well. We had one because it could have drafted taxi two years ago uh, to add wow. to the to with your own band that they already have. But but I just you know James Harden, I could say he's a shell of himself. I mean the only thing he is is maybe he's eating taco shells or something. He is uh, you know he's about thirty pounds. He place.
0: did look bloated. Yeah, <laughs> well, one of our uh, you know fans and viewers uh, pointed that out uh, on our chat line here. Uh, it looked like uh, Butterbean-ish when we were shooting baskets <laughs> with the Sixers last night.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you watch him going up against PJ Tucker, who, uh, P, you know, he played with PJ in Houston and, you know, PJ is known because, you know, PJ is, you know, he's a wide body. Okay. You know, PJ, you know, PJ doesn't give you a whole lot of verticality. Because he, you know, he's horizontal. Okay. Um, he's, Harden is, is like built thicker than PJ Tucker is right now. Yeah. It's, he looks yeah. like a, he looks like a power forward trying to handle the ball out on the perimeter. And he can't get by anybody. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> people know my feelings about James Harden as a superstar. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't think it would be this bad. I mean, he, he, he literally, they're hunting, he's hunting for switches to get, he can't get past Bam or champion Tucker. So he's hunting for switches to try to get Struce or Hero. And he gets the, the switch and Max Struce like has him in jail by her theory. I mean, and, and no, no disrespect to Max, but I mean, if James Harden can't get past Max Shrews, what are we doing yes. here? I mean, is this yeah. a max player? I mean, it's ridiculous. So, to answer your question, yeah, stop series with the left defense.
0: Excellent. Uh, Scoop's going like with us here. luby has got something for you, Scoop. And, uh, Somehow he'll find some way to be dissatisfied with the way that he's performing, I think, so far in the series. No, I mean, he's <laughs> no, I- one of those fans. You could win by 20 and he's still like,
2: I can't believe that they missed a free throw. Uh, uh what do you got? He knows Lee? me well, but no, I'm not, I'm actually not going there, but we are talking with Ethan Skolnick, uh, at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports, Mr. Five Reasons Sports and fan list. So definitely check both out. Uh, it's funny. We talked about this with the last series and it was, my only frustration, and they were winning the series, but it was what sort of scared me was, you're playing one of the worst, if not the worst, defensive teams in the playoffs. Yet Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo can't find their way. Well, they were listening to someone because they found their way, and both have been the catalyst in this series. Plus Oladipo, but Hero looking like Hero, making his smirk and uh, his snarl. Bam Adebayo being aggressive like we saw him in the regular season in a way that we had hoped he would be his whole career. It's been wonderful to see, and I'm just curious, why now? Like, what happened? Do you think between last series and this series that had them wake up? Because they look like the two guys we saw all year long and been waiting for.
4: Well, let's start with hero. I, I, I think we you said this before the first round series. It wasn't really a Tyler Hero built series. The way that it landed the defense, which is infrequent, uh, but their style of defense we didn't necessarily look at it as a series for, for Tyler, we looked at more of a series for Jimmy. So I, I wasn't stunned uh that Tyler didn't put up big numbers. I think the concern about Tyler in round one was he heat played eleven guys now, they played a nine man rotation but the players were in and out. Multiple basic played you know eleven guys, you know, semi regular minutes in that series. And of those eleven guys, Tyler Hero by far uh had had the worst metrics on the team. Um it, he was the heat in the first round, uh, series, seven guys were at least a plus 10 per 100 possessions, which is really good. Stuff. Uh, but, and then they had four guys who were minus, six. and of those four, Tyler by far was the So, um, my, my concern was his overall play. It wasn't just the offense, Just that, uh, he just didn't seem, he just didn't seem engaged. And, and, and we watching him last night. Uh, he's playing with joy in this series. Like, you can always tell if Tyler's comfortable by just looking at his face. Like, it's not hard, particularly at home. Um, he, he has that sort of bounce to him. He had it last night. When I talked to him before this series, you know, I was saying, you know, what part of your game gets you started? And he said it's basically the three points. That once he makes a three, everything else kind of opens up. And he made a three in game one, I think. Sort of late in the first quarter, right after he came in, and you could just tell him that you know, he was relaxing. So, I, I just think you know, again, part of it was matchup in the first round. The way Philadelphia plays with they drop defense uh, plays, you know, specifically the Tyler strength, and he's been terrific. As far as Bam goes, you know, again, I it's funny because what Depot was saying that I can hear uh, Luby's Bam tweets in his voice. Um, so oh, that, that's a pretty good indication. <laughs> I know I, I know Luby's going after Bam on Twitter. Um, I I just think, you know, I don't think he was bad in round one. I I disagree with that. I I think that uh, he was tremendous defensively, offensively. A lot of times they just weren't looking for him, to be honest, which happens. In this series, they've made more more of a conservative effort, but also he's made more with his opportunity. There was one stretch last night. I think he only had six shots, but he only had 15 points um, because he was so efficient and aggressive. And when he's getting the ball now, you know, in that not necessarily in the post, but just he gets it anywhere near the basket, um, he, he's he's going up with it, okay. And and that that's the thing you want to see because, you know, even once he got sort of stopped last night, but then the ball came right back to him and he finished it. And those are the easy opportunities that this team needs. It doesn't have to be thrown in the post like he's Patrick Ewing or one He's not, but he's he's such a quick twitch player that he go right back up after he gets stopped and. Uh, so, I think he's been great, too. So, I, again, I think you see the depth and versatility of this team. Round one, the best players on this team were Jimmy Butler and P.J. Tucker. Okay? And then Duncan Robinson gave you, you know, an eight eight three three-pointer game in game one. In round two, the best players have been Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. And Duncan Robinson didn't even playing until there are 59 seconds left in the game. Uh, and now Victor Oladipo has kind of replaced uh, him in terms of impact. So, I, this to through the Heat are, the national media doesn't understand it, which is yeah. why all they talk about is the other team, but but this, I think if you're a Heat fan this year, you kind of got used to it.
0: That is pretty wild when you think about it. Uh, you had Duncan Robinson with that monumental game well, where he looked like Rex Chapman against the Chicago Bulls many years ago, and I, I'm watching last night, I didn't stay tuned in for all of it, but... Uh, you know, I, I, am looking, I'm saying, is this guy even playing? He doesn't even sniff the court. Yeah. As, uh, as you said, until 59 seconds, uh, were left in, in you know, what, what had already been established as garbage time, uh, uh pre- pretty, wild that, that the Heat are able to, uh, maneuver like that and, and, and just eliminate a guy who was so crucial for him in, uh, one of the, uh, ear- earlier games, uh, in, in the postseason. All right. Uh, you, you uh, Ethan Scoop Skolnick, we're talking to, uh, Ethan Skolnick, uh, Five Reasons Sports Network. And, uh, Fanalyst. Fanalyst uh, is a new thing. And that's going to be dynamite all over the country. Uh, the expansion, uh, just, uh, absolutely phenomenal. But, uh, you know, one of the things that, that we, uh, like about you also, Scoop, is that you have Pat Riley's ear, which, you know, I mean, uh, this is a man who we have, uh, nothing but the ultimate of respect for. And, uh, we've been asking people this that, that, you know, have access to Riley or have seen him around or have been down to the, uh, arena for some of these games uh have you asked him about the portrayal in in winning time and the fact that they found an actor who makes him look more like joe pepitone than the pat riley that we uh you know remembered being on the bench there for the lakers mr slick
4: i I have not had the opportunity to uh, to ask him. he's been a little bit elusive uh during the postseason um but but i can only imagine um I I I don't think, I'm, I'm sure portrayal doesn't bother as much as West portrayal bothers him, uh, but I do know that the book that this was based on, which is Jeff Perlman's book, which is actually a great book, right. to read it, uh, called Showtime, uh, I know that Pat didn't cooperate for that. Um, he doesn't tend to cooperate for a lot of these things. Uh, he took and chooses. I guess if you don't cooperate for him, then you kind of deal with what the consequences are, but he, he didn't uh, there's a book out right now, which is also more training, uh, called The Blood of the Garden, which is about the Knicks in the late 90s, which we actually had the author on on our podcast. And, uh, you know, it's just something I mean, that gets in the stark space in new years. And, and there's a lot of Pat, obviously, in it. And, uh, and I know that the author, a uh, friend of mine, you know, couldn't get, he reached out to the Heat, but Pat didn't want to participate in that one either. So, um, you know, I, look, I, I think the thing about Riley that's so fascinating is that he's had. You know, really, three completely different careers. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's since he played, which was a different career entirely because he was, you know, obviously, you know, a hippie role player. Um, but yeah. I mean, if you look at, you know, the, if you look at the Lakers, you know, the Showtime character is not the same character that was there in New York, and the New York Riley, I think, has become a totally different Riley here in Miami. Um, and and I really think, a lot of ways, you know, this is. I mean, if we look at what's been achieved here, this is not getting talked about anywhere nationally. I, I really don't understand it because there was such a fascination with Phil Jackson and others. That, and with Pat, like, think about what has happened here. And he had the best player in the world for four years, okay? We know all the circumstances. But some people know all the circumstances. But a lot of circumstances that led to that player's departure. And I really thought that was it for Pat. You know, I, when, I, when I met with him um, after LeBron left, 2015, Pat's talking about we're going to turn this thing around, and you know, and LeBron broke the chain of you know, the only great teams we are going to have, but he was defiant. Even if he was talking to me, I'm like, you're not going to be able to recover from LeBron. Either. Like, I mean, this was the best player in the world there is his Um, and now you've got to kind of you know, make this thing work again. And here we are, and they had a very competitive team in 16, but obviously the Bosch situation kind of blew that up. Uh, and, and, all the adversities he's dealt with, you know, Riley has over his career. There was no getting sick, Bosch getting sick, LeBron leaving, uh, and everything else. And now, you know, they're in the finals two years ago, and they got a chance to go to the finals again with a completely different team than they had a few years ago. Right? This, this is one of his great achievements, I'm saying. Just, I mean, you look at this roster. I mean, they're starting two undrafted players in games like Game 2. Uh, And they're up 2-0. You know, they're 6-1 in the playoffs. I I just think, uh, Pat, you know, his legacy here was already cemented, but what has happened with this particular group, the way he's turned it over to Eric Spolster, and what Eric Spolster has become. Because that was a Pat Riley pick, too. Uh, You know, he's really remarkable.
0: No, it's amazing. I mean, he cloned himself with uh, (laughs) Eric Spolster. It's fantastic. You know, (laughs) I wish they would go back to wearing suits on the sideline there because Spolstra always, I mean, if you were going to do one of those, you know, columns where you had uh, who had the edge, uh, the edge would be Spolstra every time because he was wearing Riley's inherited clothes. It's just (laughs) just absolutely incredible. No, it it really is uh, remarkable. And that's been unique in this town, Ethan, as you well know, because even the vaunted Dolphins organization uh, seemed to fall uh, flat on its face for uh, over 20 years, and we still don't know, uh, you know, where they're at uh, exactly. We're, we're hoping, you know, and there's that uh, Dusty Springfield thing, wishing and hoping uh, that uh, that it does work out. Uh, but but it's been a long, long drought, and, and the Heat have never endured it. And, and I would have to say, after getting stiff by LeBron at that uh, meeting, they were supposed to have it like Circus Circus in Las Vegas or whatever that was, and uh, he didn't even show up. Uh, and, then you know, you knew he wasn't coming back to the team at that point, or at least most people would figure, and I think it was even being leaked, through, like, uh, people who knew Dwayne Wade or maybe even Dwayne himself. Uh, he's not coming yeah. back. He won't be with Riley. And he thought, this guy will never be able to piece this back together. And then, you know, he tried it a couple of years ago, and they added in Jimmy Butler, and he thought, yeah, that's okay. But I don't know that uh, people would have anticipated uh, these kind of results. And, and now it appears that they have a, a fairly clear path into uh, at least the Eastern Conference Finals, which – you know, is no small accomplishment after uh, being the best in the East uh, during the regular season. Uh, all right, so so no talk of the uh, portrayal in winning time. And I would imagine uh, Pat's probably not uh, watching too much of that. Uh, okay, uh, as you look at the rest of the series, uh, even with the infusion of Embiid, uh, would you not yeah. think, and it seems like, you know, you're of the belief, like most people would be, that uh, this is already too deep of a hole now to overcome.
4: Yeah, I think so, and if the reports are true, that Embiid um, and his vision is, is enough of a problem that he couldn't really even look at his phone mm-hmm. over the past 24 hours. I, I yeah. find it hard to believe that he's going to be, he's going to be at top level, uh, in game three. And, and, you know, look, I, am almost a little surprised that he's going to try it, if that's the case, because it's not just getting back, back from the concussion, which is a mild concussion, which is cleared, cleared but we are talking about this orbital bone fracture. I mean, last time he had it, he was out three weeks. And, you know, to be able to to kind of get it right, you know, you have to give it a little bit of time to heal. And, you know, he gets hit the wrong way. Like, there could be vision problems for him long term. I, I, you know, so I'm a little bit surprised. I think part of this is the circumstances of where he plays in Philadelphia. I think if he's playing somewhere else, maybe there wouldn't be quite the pressure for him to get back. But, I mean, will they be better with him? Of course. Okay, if he's even, you know, 60% of capable of what he's playing. I mean, there's you know, DeAndre Jordan, I think, passed away a few years ago, but the to put him back out on court. So, um, <laughs> like we weekend at Bernie's situation. So, 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 you know, anything's gonna, anything's gonna be better than that. Uh, but, but I, I just, I just don't think they have enough. I, you know, I said it before, like, I mean, that, that bench is, is disastrous. And, and I think when you look at what the Heat have accomplished, one the remarkable thing here is, you know, they really have, you know, three max players on their roster right now in terms of what they're being paid. And Jimmy, Kyle, and and uh and Dan. Right. And, and Tyler is gonna be one, but he's not there yet in terms of what he's being paid. They got three max players and yet somehow they're still being able to build a roster that's twelve feet, uh, under under the salary, under the luxury tax. Right? and so the heat are just pulling good players who can his role, like, you know, off their bench in all kinds of different places. And Philadelphia, you know, is pulling a cork box. Like, and there's, yeah. just, there's just nothing there. I And, and I just don't <laughs> think they can sustain it against Miami. And, you know, the only thing about the Heat is at times on the road this season, they're focused with laps. Yep. Um, and then they get a little sloppy with the turnovers. And that's where the Kyle Lowry thing, you know, may become important. I, I don't necessarily know that they're going to push Kyle out there in these 3 If they lose game three, then I think the series is through one. I think they'll see Kyle in game four. And so I think this series probably ends in five games. I think Miami loses one up there. If Embiid comes back, there's going to be a lot of energy in that building. Maybe that's the one they lose. Uh, But I think then the Heat gets game four and closes it out on Tuesday.
0: All right. And I would, uh, then feel it was safe to say we have seen the end of the process <laughs> in Philadelphia. That the process finally, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't think of a process, uh, you know, that, that takes longer. I guess when you're at the proctologist, it seems <laughs> to be taking longer, but, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, unfortunately, you, you did not well. You know, the uh, only process that well.
4: takes longer you know, the only process that takes longer, than you, so the construction on I-95, that's not, that's not, that's not <laughs> really. <laughs> but, but 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 they just they time it for when the heat game ends, yep. so that last night it took me an hour and thirty five minutes oh, to geez. get back to Fort Lauderdale. I mean, they just close oh, nice. close yep. for the last, the same three ways for the last twenty years at exactly ten pm always <laughs> to make sure always. that you're funneled to the eight thirty six into the water. That's basically exactly. what they do. That that's the only process longer than six or seven.
0: I know. Yeah. I, I thought I heard you yelling out your uh, car window. DeSantis, you suck. <laughs> Which you might have been inclined to yell anyway, but, uh, nonetheless, that's a whole other story. Scoop, yeah, always a pleasure, my friend. It's great to be a part a, of your uh, organization no, that's, that's there, Five Reason Sports Network. And, uh, thanks as always for being with us. Uh, very, very, uh, you know, interesting stuff all the way through.
4: Actually, I'm recording this. Thank you. I'm recording this from my car, still trying to get back in the construction. That's why I'm not here right now. <laughs> thanks, Scoop. Appreciate it.
0: Oh, just used to marvel at be- the money that Bob's barricades must have been making, huh? Yes. Luby, uh, you I, know, know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think Bob might be out of the barricade business. That that was Happy Alter's uh, company. Uh, the uh, horse trainer around it called a Racecourse for many, many years. All of his horses had the uh, word mom in there. He was, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess he's still around Happy Alter. I haven't seen him for a while. But, uh, yeah, he, he had Bob's barricades. Imagine that. No wonder he could afford to go to Ocala and buy, like, uh, the most expensive exactly. horse in the sale. Yeah. 500000 uh, it's a mere pittance for me. No, he didn't talk like that. He was a good guy. Happy. I mean, if your name is Happy, would you not assume? I mean, have you ever known, like, a guy that was, like, a complete prick to be known as Happy? I guess that would make sense, right? Maybe if you were... Uh, <laughs> it would, it would be a jerk-off. Yeah, yeah, It's, like, Shorty and the guy's like... We should four. name you Happy Lubitz. Yeah, that, uh, that would yeah. be a... <laughs> Happy Mayo. We'll be seeing him tonight at the watch party. Uh, we're going to be seeing a guy who's always happy, uh, Dave Gurgles Gurgley. Man, uh, Gurgles lives life the right way, and uh, that's what we love about him. And uh, we love that about Hylia Park as well. Uh, El Boxeo coming up on Saturday. We'll be down there for the weigh-in tomorrow. That's going to be a lot of fun. Gurgles going to have the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge coming up here on the show. Dial us up. Uh, we'll probably only be able to go, like, head-to-head, maybe uh, working three guys So uh, get in early. Here and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll work our way through it. 954-417-0070. 954-417-0070. If you want to jump on board and be our first player here in the Hialeah Park Trivia Challenge portion of the program. Jimmy Johnson's Big Show. Man, this would be the weekend, Luby. Have you seen the weather forecast? Yeah. It's now, it's probably going to be like uh, an early version of Hurricane Andrew based on the fact that the weathermen are predicting just pristine blue skies and sunshine. Uh, hot temperatures, though, 90 degrees, man. You could fry an egg on the sidewalk. But uh, why do that when you could uh, put on a pair of flip-flops and sit by the pool there, sip a frozen cocktail, and have one of those uh, great pizzas or any of the uh, tremendous food items at Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at Mile Marker 104 on the Overseas Highway in Key Largo. I mean, this it, is this Luby – I was overwhelmingly impressed. I really was. Because I, I was thinking, all right, Jimmy is always associated with class. Larry Calvano, the uh, owner of the place, I mean, a first-class individual. Everybody knew his reputation from uh, being, uh, you know, a, a huge St. Thomas Aquinas guy. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, obviously a very shrewd businessman and sharp and uh, made himself a ton of cash. Uh, ends up buying his property. It's just fantastic. Gets involved with Jimmy. And uh, you can see Jimmy's influence, right? Because he's a nachos guy. And wow, if you're going to watch a ball game or something or get involved, especially if you're out there in the evening and you're looking for something to do in the Keys besides look up at the stars and, uh, you know, maybe feed a couple of tarpon, uh, go to Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill in the uh, remodeled and uh, renovated sports bar, which uh, was already like it was pretty nice. much completed when we were down there. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. really, really, really it nice uh, arrangements. Yeah, of course, uh, the Congemi's involved there, Dominic Congemi and his lovely wife. Uh, and, and and they just really run this place in a top-notch fashion. This isn't some lazy, hazy Keys thing. You get the same relaxing, uh, you know, environment. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for a drink, it's not like, you know, you got to set a sundial to see when the guy's going to come back. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. The service there and the quality of food is just absolutely amazing. Combinations uh, are exquisite uh you know and and they only have a few places uh, available but uh, wow absolutely spectacular if you're not if you're from out of town uh, this is a dynamite vacation spot jimmy johnson's big chill uh, jimmyjohnsonsbigchill.com for uh, any kind of reservation and uh, just a great place to stop in once you head out of uh, florida city or you're heading back from uh, some uh, other southern destination in the keys make sure you make your plans to stop in at jimmy johnson's Big Chill on Mile Marker 104 Overseas Highway, Key Largo. All right, coming back, Dave Gurgles, Gurgle. Dial us up if you want to play. 954-417-0070. We welcome all of the uh, regulars here uh, to the show. Dave is going to join us here in just a few moments uh, for the Highly Park Trivia Challenge. Now that. time. It's 831. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously, friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. You're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. Good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs
5: unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight?
1: From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at Mile Marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at Mile Marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Any
2: time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, for you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752.
0: Don't gamble in anger. She hit, <laughs> she hit the daily. Very calm. Think it through. Don't you need gamble a little in help. anger. Don't gamble in anger. I get, a, I
4: get a panicked phone call, and he says, do you have any extra cash? I go, yeah, I brought money with me to Atlantic City.
5: He
2: goes, well, I can't get any more out of the card because the Mustang went out, wild man. and emptied the daily
1: allotment of cash.
0: Double nickels, man. She went for a nickel on her card and a nickel <laughs> on mine.
1: The best way to kick off your day is with Defo plus Luby. We now return to The Defoe Show.
0: That's always a disappointing shocker when the ATM machine comes back and it has like three skull and crossbones across like a slot machine. (laughs) You know, you're dead meat, uh, no access to any money. And uh, maybe none uh, coming up after the 24-hour red time period expires. All right. Welcome back to the show, the Defoe Show. here on I On Channel. Mike Luby Lubitz is here. I'm Jeff DeForest. And uh, speaking of trivia and the Highly Park Trivia Challenge, we welcome to the program the great one himself, Mr. Dave Gurgles-Gurgley. Uh, David, how are you on this fine upcoming weekend?
5: Doing terrific. I hope the mic's working and I'm, I'm on the air with Sounds you. Sounds good. Uh, I Sound was good. just We have an event here. That's why I came on a little bit different time. And I, they had a poster of me, you, and Pauly outside of the event. And I wondered why, because the golf Torm is for the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners. So <laughs> obviously that's where I pictures were there. <laughs>
0: Well, I might be the poster child for that uh, based on certain uh, legal, you know, certain, uh, legal, uh, you know uh, unfortunate uh, considerations from the past. But uh, and, no, I, and, and I still uh, maintain my innocence uh, in that case. I mean, uh, <laughs> I was the victim, just like Johnny Depp, you know, oh, yeah, uh, exactly. you know sort of a fraudulent uh, presentation that, that was made to me. But uh, you don't want to run anybody out. So uh, what the hell? You take the nah. consequences. Uh, all right. Dave Gergles Gergley with us here. Uh, it's a Cinco de Mayo. Uh, you, you are one to celebrate these sort of things. Uh, do you have a sombrero? And uh, I, I, oh, maybe you, did, you, did you borrow that uh, sombrero from Dolph and Denny at, at any time and maybe just keep it, uh, the sequin sombrero? And will you be wearing it tonight?
5: I didn't wear it today. And the reason I didn't is because uh, there's a, a, a great restaurant here called Cancun Grill out here in Miami Lakes. Right. For the first five years of its existence, I was the host for Cinco de Mayo. And for those five years with my sombrero, May 6th was the absolute worst day of my life. Because I would go there and say, hey, there's no booze in this margarita. Put in some more tequila. Well, (laughs) it was a tough day. But uh, Cinco de Mayo, great celebration out here in Miami Lakes. I'll be out on the tournament today with our our friends from the fraud examiners instead. But uh, I wish all the people out there a wonderful Cinco de Mayo.
0: Polyman, speaking of the Polyman, I'm at the beach the other day, and uh, I see a guy kite surfing, and I marvel at the people's ability to do this because, you know, I mean, trying it for the first time has to be – a little bit suspect no i mean maybe you've been practicing maneuvering the kite on the beach but once you get out there in the water and all of a sudden the wind picks up and you move the thing the wrong way and now you're impaled to a condominium man some guy named mo is telling you mo schwartz is telling you, get off of my patio and you're like wait a minute i just came from the horizon uh, but uh, i thought it was the poly man I mean, it was a reasonable facsimile. If it wasn't the Polly man, it had to be one of the many people that he looks like. Uh, I, it, I know Farina it, you know, checked well, out. Uh, yeah. And Montauban.
5: It very well might have been the Polyman man because supposedly Bernie left that to him in his will <laughs> when he passed.
0: We, we did leave him uh, hanging from a rope uh, overlooking the uh, Atlantic well, Ocean. That was great. All right. Uh, You know, some of the many, uh, you know, things that have happened in the past here on the uh, Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Uh, All right, Gurgle, so we have a little hybrid version of the game because, uh, you know, of the uh, limited time that we have. So uh, we're going to get into it in just a sec. But I I, I wanted to uh, get and we'll have Kate and Breda around tomorrow. And uh, this uh, is a degenerate holiday uh, of enormous, I mean, probably uh, the highest uh, of proportions because, uh, I don't, I, you know, I say this all the time. I mean, th- there is no single better betting opportunity in, in any of the wagering that's available today. And it's expanded so much, and people's awareness of it and participation in it has uh, just grown beyond exponentially even. I don't even think exponentially is a big enough word to describe the overwhelming growth of uh, gambling. The Derby, though, presents the greatest return on investment gambling opportunity, I think, that you could possibly find on an annual basis. I mean, this is the single best event that you could gamble on if you were looking to make a score without necessarily risking a ton of capital. Would you agree?
5: Well, you, you sir, are the poster child for that, you and Kyle. With We've your, had a couple of good ones, yeah. And everything you yeah. Got. yeah, yeah, terrific. And this opportunity today, I think, is uh, a stellar opportunity uh, because there are so many different running styles in this type of derby. And it looks like the last several have been – People that have been on or near the pace. So, of course, I'm going to play a closer.
0: Very good. Uh, and, and the polyman has an opinion on this thing. Uh, you know, is, is this one of those deals where we're sworn the secrecy? I don't think so because we couldn't influence enough no. people to bet on this horse who seems like a, a real outsider, but, uh, he, he likes the horse Barber Road, not Barber right. Road. And I'm including did, him. Yeah. Yep. I have I'm to throw him, him in, in just my- based on, yeah, based on the polyman's uh, past performance charts.
5: I've got a five horse box that I'm using and Barbara road is certainly one of them because of my respect for Paulie. And because I like the kid, Relu G- Gutierrez, I like him a lot. Um, but I'm also using in that box, Barbara road, white, Abario, Epicenter, okay. Zandon and Mo Donegal as my horse to win it up the rail. Calvin bow rail style. Rail.
0: Very nice. Uh, of course, uh, Calvin won't be riding, but, uh, Did you see Todd Pletcher? I I watched the uh, post position draw. I happened to be like dozing off in the afternoon and it came up about three o'clock, I think on TVG. And I thought, you know, it's kind of cool. I haven't watched one of these kind of uh, things for a while. I mean, it's not the most exciting thing, but the interesting part is to see the reaction to the guy who draws the one post in the Derby, because they usually have to carry him out. you know, with an (laughs) oxygen mask or even worse in a body bag, they just figure they're dead meat and it was Pletcher. And you know he he's not the most expressive uh, guy anyway. I mean, you, right. you wouldn't know if uh, he just won the Kentucky Derby or uh, got shot in the back. And uh, you know, he, so he's fairly uh, even tempered. And he, he turned ashen white. He he really did. We were saying yesterday that uh, he, he looked like Mike Mayo after he downed his second portion of frozen skyline chili. <laughs> <laughs> so Mo Donegal, uh, and, and he he just kind of brushed it off a little bit, saying that th- this won't be a problem. So. Let's hope that that turns out to be the case. But that's my strategy also. Five horse, uh, try box. And then, uh, some, uh, auxiliary bets there, uh, ancillary bets that, uh, I also hope to hit. But, uh, the five horse try box was the one that keyed by Jersey Kyle's brilliant pick of Country House many years ago. Yeah. Uh, and, and when that horse ended up, uh, being put up and, uh, you know, declared the winner of the race, uh, it, it, it changed the dynamic of that payoff, uh, to the point where, I I still may have a little bit of that money left. I I don't know. I mean, have I lost 11000 over the uh, last few years? Yeah. uh, No, that's impossible. All those trips to Atlantic City. All right. uh, Let's get into the game here. Highly Park Trivia Challenge. And uh, we have uh, somebody lined up ready to go, uh, which we will determine eventually by the random phone scrambler, which turns out, speaking of fraud, to be a complete scam since uh, we only (laughs) have the one phone line. So what are we unscrambling here? It's like, who are we, Fran Tarkenton, all of a sudden? We run around in little circles like Cochise? Unbelievable. Uh, so so we'll get right into it. And uh, the Polyman has vowed to return. He, he says he's close to a return. Uh, he seems to be in extremely good spirits. And so in his honor, uh, let, let's start out uh, this week's edition of the Highly Park Trivia Challenge with uh, Dave gurgles as the Polyman and some
5: easy baseball. This longtime married baseball player on the stages of marriage said, you know, when a man opens a door on a car for his wife, it's either a new car or a new wife. <laughs> What's that? Rocky Bridges, Lloyd Bridges, Bo Bridges, or Marshall Bridges? All
0: right, we're going to roll the uh, Scrambler just to get a sound effect into the program. Oh, here. And uh, <laughs> Hey, look at that. Lenny the Chronic. All right, uh, good, uh, Lenny. Good thanks morning. so much for uh, sticking with us uh, as we kind of juxtapose the position of the uh, trivia challenge portion of the program. Uh, how are you, Lenny? <laughs> That was
1: good. How's it going, guys? Welcome back, Luby.
2: Thank you, sir. Good
0: morning. You're doing well. All right. Uh, All right. We're going to consider that an A. Uh, he, he did say A. That'll well, be he he a, started uh, with an
2: A. He always yes, said he did. did. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, fine. point, my friend. Yeah. You're in the game.
5: All right. Uh, with the Derby, Lenny, why not? Horse racing, sure or false? There you go. Ray Lou Gutierrez, uh, the <laughs> jockey who was on the aforementioned Barber Road, believe it or not, only became a jockey to pay off his college loans after graduating with a degree in exercise physiology. True or false?
0: Uh, true. It sounds like tonal no, bullshit. It is no, true. true. It well, is it true, be believe true. it or not. That's, kind of that's why, yes, why oh you're a jockey.
5: Paulie, be, be ashamed <laughs> of me. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. <laughs>
0: Very good. Well, he wouldn't have to pay him off now, right? What's going on with that? Uh, Biden says yes. He says no. I I don't know what's happening with that. It's crazy. All right. uh, Rarely would Lenny be two for two. So I'm sensing that this is very much like a heat blowout of the 76ers. Here's your three-point question.
5: All right. uh, Golf, Lenny. I know you're a big golf fan. In the 1995 Bob Hope Desert Classic, history was made when the Pro-Am team of Bill Clinton, George H.W. Bush, Gerald Ford, and Bob Hope, four presidents, played with what pro or with Tom Watson, Curtis Strange, Fuzzy Zeller, or Scott Hoke? Go with Tom Watson.
0: Watson?
5: No, it was Scott Scott Hoke who was the defending champion. That's
0: why. Jeez, okay, Scott Huck, uh, and He had a little bit of a run there where he was uh, very prominent. Uh, yes, it was uh, so. I don't know. Was it short lived? But uh, for a while there, he was one of those guys that uh, you know you always had to consider. Uh, okay, yep. uh, going for seven points here, Lenny, to set the pace in our uh, Highly Park Trivia Challenge on this fine Cinco de Mayo Thursday.
5: All right, Lenny. Baseball. Which pitcher threw fourteen consecutive scoreless innings in All Star competition over three years? Obviously. Fourteen right. consecutive right. scoreless one. innings. Was that Bob Gibson, Juan Marichal, Steve Carlton, or Tom Seaver? go Mister Matt Tom Seaver. Seaver. No, it was it
0: was Mister San Francisco Giants Juan, Juan Marichal. The high leg kick. Almost so right? one so leg away. kick. It looked like you rocked. Yes. All right, uh, don't go far, Lenny. Uh, you could easily find your way into the finals here in, in this abridged uh, edition of the Highly Park Trivia Challenge. Uh, you can dial us up if you'd like to play at 954-417-0070, 954-417-0070. If you'd like to uh, contest Lenny and uh, whomever else, we can work into the equation here on Ion Channel and the highly Park Trivia Challenge. Uh, tomorrow going to be a lot of fun. We have, uh, have uh, Kate Brader on uh, tomorrow on our Degenerate Friday show, Dave. And uh, yep. she, she's, she's out great. there. Well, I mean, she, she was uh, at the workouts. Uh, we had her on our, uh, Mike Mayo's lunchbox yesterday. And uh, she says the Japanese horse, who I believe is the 12-ball, was uh, just working a hole in the wind so far wow. in the morning. It looked very sharp. So, um, and, and, you know, and, and this... This Derby, no matter what happens, is going to pay. I think a pot because uh, you you have like two horses that are sort of uh, very tepid favorites at like what three to one and seven to two, and then everything else is double digits. Although the uh, line maker uh, may not be well versed in Pythagorean theorem, that's Mike Battaglia there who uh, couldn't pick his nose when he was doing the handicapping. Although I think he is known to be a very decent guy, Mike Battaglia. You know him at all? Yep. Seems like it, yeah.
5: I do. A real super nice guy, but I agree with you as far as his skills go,
0: yeah. Terrible race caller, uh, maybe one of the worst uh, of all time. But uh, <laughs> but a legendary name there. Uh, was his father's name Frank Pataglia? It's a legendary. Uh, I think Kentucky, so. They had a race
5: name for him, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. racing uh, family. And, uh, you know, Mike was always involved in the game. I mean, you can't help it uh, if you're just not great at something. I mean, it wasn't like he was Tom Durkin, let's put it that way. All right, you weren't going to go. Uh, wow, well, I tell you, who's second behind Durkin? Uh, Mike Battaglia. The people in Kentucky like them though. But uh, that morning line is nut. It's uh, absolutely crazy. All right, uh, tell us about Perdomo cigars. Uh, Dave gurgles gurgling, and yes, we'll line up the next player. Yeah, go ahead.
5: I'll be. I will. I'll be out somewhere betting. Maybe Hialeah, because of course uh, our friends at Hialeah Park have. that that triple header that you'll want to miss. They've got uh, uh, open Churchill Downs. I think the gates will probably open 930 to 1030 first post. Then the boxing that night, then Mother's Day brunch the next day. And out of those three, probably two of them, I'll have a promo cigar. Probably uh, betting the horses and probably at the boxing match. Mother's Day. My mom passed away, Well, as did your dear mom. We'll, we'll remember them in heaven. But you can enjoy a Perdomo cigar. You don't need a special occasion. 5150 Northwest 167th Street on the Palmetto on the south side, a little bit east of Home Depot, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., 305 6700 the number to call. They're great cigars. They make a perfect one at a time. Lot 23, the uh, La Tradition Gold, the Addition uh, de Sylvia, you can't beat them. So you want to put something... In the humidor, you want to enjoy the weekend, get yourself a Perdomo Cigar. And if you go Saturday and Sunday, they're not open, but any tobacconist will have them. Go online, www.perdomocigar.com. And when Mo Donical comes up the rail to get up with Rad Ortiz, put something great in your mouth with a cigar from Perdomo Cigars.
0: It we'll be no surprise to uh, see uh, Iran Ortiz uh, in the winner's circle anyway. Uh, that, that's a certainty. Yep. All right, all right uh, let's uh, get in another player before we uh, take our uh, final break here sure. on uh, ION Channel. And then uh, we'll try and squeeze in another one or two if we can after that. So, although, uh, you know, time limitation. So we literally are operating under a television time limit here. So, uh, Dave, toss out the next question.
5: All right, I know you're a boxing fan in honor of the card Saturday night Frankie Fiori's put together at Hylia Park, this boxing one. This fighter at a press conference before his bout with Purnell Sweet Pea Whittaker, of course, boasted to the reporters, when I get done with him, he'll be nicknamed Split Pea, not Sweet Pea.
0: <laughs> Which What's I that? would imagine you didn't mean come know to pass. Yeah.
5: No, it didn't. Greg Hogan, Greg Vaughn, Chico Vaughn, or Vaughn Metter. Uh, Greg Haugen. I mean, uh, Greg Haugen uh, was
0: responsible for one of the other uh, great lines, uh, legendary line in boxing history, and that was, uh, you know, uh, when he was fighting Julio Cesar Chavez, and uh, they said, "Well, Chavez is like sixty and one," and he said, "Yeah, he's won sixty fights, but uh, the first fifty-nine were Tijuana cab drivers." (laughs) Wow! (laughs) And he uh, proceeded to go out there and uh, get annihilated by uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. But a decent fighter, Greg Haugen. All right, uh, we have Mike. You're next up here on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Hello, Mike.
5: Good morning, A.
0: Hey, it's correct. Way to go, Mike. Thanks for joining us here on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. You have one point.
5: All right, Mike, true or false, sticking with horse racing, the uh, soon-to-be maybe leading rider at uh, coming east from California, Flavian Pratt, who is on the uh, favorite, I guess, Zandon in the <laughs> Derby, uh, from France, believe it yes. or not, his mother, Was an accomplished cellist who once performed with the Paris Symphony Orchestra. True or false? False.
0: False. Yeah. It is false. Yeah. It sounded like more uh, pure BS, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But a good. I mean, uh, you know, something you had to consider, especially after that first one turned out to be true. All right, two for two. Everybody's uh, nailing the true/false questions here today, and uh, going for five points here, Mike.
5: All right, baseball. Steve Carlton started 14 of the Phillies 15 opening day games from 72 to 1986. The one year he missed cost him the record for consecutive opening day starts when it was interrupted by.
4: Oh, oh.
5: Was that? Larry Anderson, Jim Cott, Jim Bunning, or Bo Belinsky? Jim Cotton.
0: I'm going to say it is uh, Jim Cotton. Well done, Jim Cotton. Larry Anderson, very good. Uh, All right, uh, possibility for the sweep here, Mike. That would be uh, one uh, enormous accomplishment on uh, Ion Channel.
5: This is a tough one, Mike. Let's see if you can get this one. There are only two players in baseball to win a league MVP, a World Series MVP, and an All-Star Game MVP: Frank Robinson and who? Mike Schmidt. Derek Jeter, Steve Garvey, or Brooks Robinson? Jesus. Steve Garvey. Garvey. No, it, it was his teammate, Brooks Robinson, as a matter
2: of fact. All right. All right, Mike. i tell be you what we're going to do. What's well, uh, that, you. Luby? Well, Mike's going to be in the finals, so uh, hang on. Okay, around. yeah, no, he made the yeah. final,
0: and uh, we'll, uh, well, we'll go ahead and match him up against Lenny. In the meantime, uh, you know, don't forget, Hylia Park, the big boxing match coming up on Saturday night. Uh, I'm going down uh, Friday, tomorrow. Uh, they There's have the conference? weigh-in in, in, in the champion simulcasting room area, so I mean that's a natural for me. Like one eye will be on the scale and one eye will be on the uh, television monitors there, and I can slip over to the brass rail bar. I don't know if you want to come out and hoist a few yes. tomorrow afternoon, but that's going on. Believe it or three not, to another tournament. Oh, okay, another
5: tournament. Our lady. Our Lady of the Lakes Catholic uh, Church tournament tomorrow. And let's uh, beat the broadcaster, which may end up getting me a little seed money for Saturday. So,
0: Well, and you're going to need that. I don't know what kind of capital you're going to be bringing in there. I mean, do you uh, enhance your normal allotment of capital uh, to go out and bet uh, the Derby? Because uh, you are going to have to invest a few bucks if you're going to take a shot at maybe making a giant, you know, five ten thousand dollars $10,000 score.
5: Well, in addition, I- I've been very fortunate uh, at Belmont um, with the opening playing some pick threes. Last nice. week, I hit a pick three with a 13-to-1, a 10-to-1, and another
0: 13-to-1. Oh, my. What'd that be? Like 2,500?
5: Uh, come back like 2,300. Nice. I saw so, that. Uh, yeah. So, I'll, I'll be, yeah, I'll be playing some of that. And, uh, uh, of course, the Derby. I'm I'm hoping to take out there maybe a little more than five.
0: Woo! Oh, baby. Yeah. Now, I, but you're not a screen-to-screen uh, degenerate, uh, you know, maniacal uh, better uh, like I am, are you? Because I, I have uh, to so cash I a lot of be. tickets to come out okay. Uh, you know, are you screen to screen, screen on every sometimes. race? Like, uh, you look, you see Charlestown's going off over here, and you have to get something Yee, down.
5: Well, Tampa Bay will be running, too. I like Tampa. Last week, uh partner and I went into Tampa Bay on a pick five. We had a nine-to-one, a couple three-to-ones, a four-to-one, alive with three horses. We got beat on our five-to-one shot by a 17-to-one shot, and the 50-cent pick five paid 66000 <laughs> so we we chased it. We chase yeah, that the, happened uh, to me uh, one day on the much. beach.
0: Uh, you know, it, it took me a week to, uh, you know, finally get back in touch with Luca Panici, who uh, ran second on a favorite that we needed, and uh, the thing paid 60 grand. Or We're sitting there. We have the oh, other well, four. Uh, unbelievable. All right. Uh, we're going to uh, come right. back in just a second contest the finals here. Is that good with you, Luby? Is that the way you want to do it? Kosher? And, uh, you know, a couple of uh, fine messages, a very uh, – You know, a weighty importance here coming up, including, I mean, I I love the shots that Amy put together of Jimmy Johnson's big chill because it comes as close to capturing what it would be like to be there and, you know, as we always say, I mean, this is a place that it, it's not like when you look at the brochure and then you get there and you're in shock. It's like, well, what, what, what is this? I mean, it, it's even better when you arrive. So uh, we'll come back with more in a moment here and contest the finals of the Highly Apart Trivia Challenge. The boxing. I'm going to be down there Friday and Saturday. Gurgles, Are you coming out uh, for the matches?
5: Um, maybe Saturday. I'll, I'll talk to Frank today.
0: OK, yeah, do it. All right, sounds gonna good. i to be out there,
5: man. It's
2: gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, because uh, we're going to be snoring for four uh, <laughs> with uh, Frankie. <laughs> so how Gert do his own snoring. He'll <laughs> give you that look. Like, ringside, I presume. Like, I, yeah, yeah, That's too much. <laughs> He's got to tell Deontay Wilder to go sit. Exactly. A, you know, that's true.
2: When we were ringside, Deontay was like all the way in the back. It is funny. And he was like the current heavyweight champ.
0: Pink Kong R.T. shows up he's signing autographs for little children. And, uh, you know, we're like sitting in his seats. Uh, all right. Uh, coming back in just a moment to contest the finals here of the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge on ION Channel on the Defoe Show. In a moment. Now that. 8.54. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities including our favorite free play when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination highly apart
2: these days we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it thank goodness for land lovers raw bar and grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible you're going to have the best wings in the world you're going to have a great burger you're going to have their amazing soups again Landlubbers Raw Bar & Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness, for landlubbers for making you always feel
1: right at home. Catholic Health Services is committed to care that changes as your needs do. Our full continuum of services is designed to be there throughout your care journey. If you need assistance with daily living, post-acute care following a serious health event, or additional medical care at home, we also offer skilled nursing and palliative and hospice care. Your care needs may change, but our commitment never does. Catholic Health Services, South Florida's number one choice for post-acute and end-of-life care. Visit catholichealthservices.org.
0: Hear me. I am your new president. From this day on, the official language of San Marcos will be Swedish. Silence! In addition to that, all citizens will be required to change their underwear every half hour. Underwear will be worn on the outside so we can check Furthermore, all children under 16 years old are now 16 years old.
4: What's the Spanish word for straitjacket? Power has
1: driven him mad. Welcome back to The Defo Show.
0: That was a uh, clip from uh, Justice Roberts uh, justifying the position the Supreme Court has taken. I was waiting for Let's you to go listen. forward into the past. Uh, it's Fireside Theater, man. These guys were on it 50 years ago. Let's move forward into the past. That's what we're <laughs> doing much. here. Who knows what they're going to bring back? I don't even oh want to think God. about it. It's mind-boggling. Uh, you know, what's next to come from these people? Um, all right, uh, ready for the finals here, and we're going to switch yeah. it up to Chronic. Uh, as so many landlubbers give certificates, <laughs> there's a ban oh. on the Chronic. And the a city ban. of Plantation just, has put a ban on the it's crime. It's not
2: a ban. I can't wait to see him tonight.
0: You know, he has to wear an ankle monitor, and if he gets inside the area, <laughs> there they they immediately descend on his car, and uh, you know they surround <laughs> it with police cars and escort him right out of the city. So uh, we we have Pez, one of our uh, all time favorites uh, here on the program, and he's going to match up against Mike, who uh, nearly had the sweep there. He was, uh, you know, within an eyelash, I think, a fifty fifty of getting that yeah, one right. Yeah. But a five point question. And uh, here's how it's going to work, guys. And this is for the landlubber's gift certificate here in town. Both these guys are local people, so uh, that's great. Uh, Dave's going to fire off a question. Call out your name if you'd like to answer right away. If nobody does that, we'll offer multiple choice. The first person to call out his name gets first choice. We go back and forth until we have a winner for the championship of the Highly Apart Trivia Challenge on Cinco de Mayo and a, uh, a chance to wear uh, Dolphin Denny's uh, sombrero if we can get our hands on it. Yeah, There's definitely. a qualifier there if we can get our hands <laughs> if, on it. If, if. Dave Gergles Gergles, ladies and gentlemen. Uh,
5: Good luck, guys. Let's go back to a Kentucky Derby question, a little bit offbeat in this sense. Which letter of the alphabet started the name of the horse that has won the most Kentucky Derbies? Was it the letter A, the letter S, the letter R, or the letter W? Oh,
0: God. That's a rough one. Anybody on that? Uh, Pez. Pez, Mike? Pez, what was it? Pez. Pez, uh... W. W. That's a wrong. Winning colors. Uh, yeah, mm. there had wrong. to be some others. So. Whirl away. Whirl, Whirl away. away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, here's Whirl Away on the outside now and uh, going to dominate this field. Uh, so there are three left for Mike.
5: Mike, was it S, A, or R? R? R.
0: R. No. Wrong. River Ridge, River Ridge. Mm. Uh,
5: Regret. Regret yes. as
0: well, yeah. All right, very nice. Uh, okay. All right, uh, two luck for the Pez man. He's got a fifty-fifty shot here.
5: Was it A or S? F. S. S. Secretary and Slew. S- oh, Jax, nice. Yes. Yes for S. All right. Pedro Super saver.
0: Super saver. Nine, 19 of them.
2: 19 wow. of them. Wow.
0: That's amazing. Oh, We were able to name three, so it shows you how <laughs> sharp our <arm> memories <laughs> are. All right, Pat. I you. knowledge of right. derby and history. So thanks, <laughs> <laughs> i thought smile was going to win one uh maybe uh coming out of call the Race course, uh, but uh, uh that didn't happen right uh smarty jones smarty jones was another one right uh, there you time. go very uh, good, good. I, Very good. Picture, i recognize that because i have a picture of smarty jones winning uh, what was that 2005 uh, derby uh winning that one and uh, unfortunately didn't How go about on our friend uh, Jean Crown.
5: cruguet seattle sloop
0: oh that's right the f- angry frenchman your buddy yeah. Uh, Curse me on in French, man. He stopped just short of uh, saying that uh, you know everything that I have purchased in my life should be a la carte. Unbelievable. All right, Dave, we love you, man. Great job as always. Go out and Element. enjoy the golf tournament. Yep. I hope to see you Saturday night. That'll be great. And uh, we'll be seeing Frankie tomorrow, yep. so that's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks to the people at Hylia Park for sponsoring the program and the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Luby, great job. Uh, we'll see you guys later on. Uh, we had Scoop Skolnick on from Five Reasons. So, uh, well, are we going to put Scoop on his own network? Uh, Is that yes. how we work That Scoop will okay.
2: 100% be on his own own network uh, doing his five reason, Guesting reasons. Guesting with
0: us that. on his own network. I, I like that. He's on All like right. every show uh, there,
2: so it's not new. <laughs> <laughs> There'll
0: be extra Scoop on his own uh, thing. That's five reasons, Sports Network, and, and uh, of course, we'll be uh, on uh, Believe later on. On Believe, uh, actually. We
2: don't always know who we're going to have. I pulled something out of my rear because we haven't talked to the gentleman in a while. But only Len Robbins, one of our favorites,
0: will be joining us. Oh, on yeah. Eastern. Oh, great. Okay, that's coming up uh, later on today. Right now. All right, uh, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow with our Degenerate Friday, Kate and are on the Kentucky yes, Derby. Sir. And probably have an opinion on that Kentucky Oaks, which is part of a uh, two-day uh, daily double thing that a lot of people enjoy. I'm not really very good at this because I'm never alive going into Saturday because I always get the Oaks wrong. I bet against Rachel Alexandria. I mean, if you can imagine that, uh, horse wins by 35 lengths. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Is that secretariat? No, it's a girl. Unbelievable. And uh, we'll have uh, also uh, the professor with the big board and uh, Mike Mayo uh, could be a very, oh, very please, insufferable.
2: Oh, Panther, please.
0: Oh my God, what, what 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 would this man be like to oh, uh, have to put up with if he's bad. up two zero in this series? And we uh, look like uh, you know two guys that couldn't afford an omelet. We have to pay for his dinner at the runway eighty four. <laughs> Uh, What a fine mess we've gotten ourselves into. This degenerate stuff is not for the faint of heart, people. Make sure you have a strong (laughs) constitution. It can, uh, you know, uh, control all exactly. of your, uh, bodily functions. Otherwise your pants are going to get messy if you're gambling for, uh, you know, a- any kind of substantial amount of cash. All right. We'll see you tomorrow on a degenerate Friday as we get it underway seven o'clock here on ION channel. Uh, thanks to the people there for uh, having the program on. That's always nice to know. We're in good standing. Uh, Mike Luby Lubitz. I'm Jeff DeForest. We'll see you next time as we leave you now that. The time. <laughs> thanks, Johnny. It's nine Let's go to eat a damn snack. Look what they've done to my
3: show.